0: The Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast that, when absolutely necessary, is about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in the Garden View Studios in the historic Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York. I'm Bobby Pape. And since I would never, ever podcast alone in the <laughs> Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a Plan Lund Home. Good morning, Anne.
1: Good morning, Bobby.
0: And I've been meaning to ask if there's a neighborhood name that we should be associating with New Brighton. Are you, you're, you're kind of in the downtown area, right? That's the best I could glean from Google Maps.
1: Well, downtown is rather a rather generous <laughs> term for it.
0: <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple two-story buildings.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm across the street from City Hall and half a block down from the fire slash safety building. But other than that, that's, that's about all we got going on around there.
0: I mean, all right so in the, the city heart center
1: yeah
2: <laughs> oh the heart like the that. cbd that's what we call it in real estate the central
0: business district <laughs> all right all right so in the stick about studios in the cbd of new brighton minnesota it's <laughs> am with the plan on home good morning Ann.
1: it's hopping down here <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all that all that foot traffic um and commerce i hear in the background <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in the 40 and flirty studios in the Legend Oaks neighborhood of Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Hill of H. Palm Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary.
2: Good morning. Do I sound like an adult now? I feel very like in control. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm waning as far as like my looks goes, but as far as my like capital and power, I am like getting stronger by the day.
0: You're only a few years away from running for office.
2: (laughs) Yes. I could be president now. I mean, I could be president like five years ago, but, you know, it's it's really- The bar isn't that high. (laughs) It's true. It's true, sadly.
0: Uh, And just down the road from Hillary in the comfortable confines of his mountain room in the ranch in Manchac, Texas, my friend and yours, the one and only jail dude, Michael Andrew Drew McFrizz Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I wish this
3: were the- cbd area but uh sadly the cupboards are
0: bare <laughs> you you moved away from the meth cbd of <laughs> rural texas central texas i don't know what the what the primary export of manchac is barbecue
3: mm, no goats maybe <laughs>
0: All right, we're going to do some LRB business, followed by your week in review with a twist. More on that in a moment. Some housekeeping and how you can get involved with the show. Uh, Mike, why don't you get us started with some business?
3: Well, for a change, I'm going to be handling the business, uh, but I can't let Ann off the hook. She <laughs> She's very reticent about sharing her personal life, but um, I want Ann to... Explain how we're going to vary this week from our normal format. Actually, we already have varied, so there's no way we could revert, even if we wanted to. So, Anne, explain what we did this
4: week.
1: Well, one of my very favorite Little Red Bandwagon recap shows that I think about on and off, it's kind of a weird statement, from way back in the early days, I think it was even before you were involved, Bobby, even before Bobby weaseled his way in, was a show that Mike and Christy did where you guys decided that you wouldn't listen to TBTL for the week. And instead, you would try to glean what was going on on the show from what got posted on the Stens page and talk about that. And you made Jeremy listen to the show all week, and he wasn't a regular tbtl listener at that point so you put him through the torture of actually listening and taking notes and then he could kind of correct you and tell you what exactly went on and i remember mm-hmm. that as being just absolutely fun and delightful to listen to i think i was in south dakota in sioux falls in like a hilton garden inn for my cousin's wedding and i actually remembered like lying on the bed listening to it and thinking that it was so fun so i got to thinking that um, we've all listened to tbtl for quite a while and i feel like when you read the show description you see what it's about you have a pretty good idea of kind of how the conversation on any given day is gonna go uh like if i were to just look at the monday morning not to get ahead of ourselves the monday um show title Uh, topics include vegetarianism best buys automated phone system body image and the comedy of adam sandler (laughs) i'm pretty sure i know what happened on that show so i thought just for funsies that we could go ahead and listen only to the show that we were assigned when we divided up the week to listen and lead the recap so uh, I, spoiler alert! I got Wednesday and Thursday. I have listened only to Wednesday and Thursday, and we're gonna see if we can go through and talk intelligently and do a good <laughs> recap of the show based on just one person having listened to the material in any given day. So that's my idea. We'll see how it goes.
3: If we're being completely honest, uh, this was inspired by um, someone. Maybe Phyllis read the description of Monday's show and 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 in our LRB chat said, "Oh no, uh, Luke, Luke did did the podcast alone," and we were all like, "No!" Oh. Nobody wanted to listen to it, and so. But to Bobby's credit, Bobby will be the one uh, recapping the Monday. No. I wouldn't
1: say inspired by this because I've actually been thinking about it off and on for a long time, like months. Like, oh, that's not listening to the show. Well, (laughs) (laughs) okay, that comes out sort of weird. But it was but somebody did say something to that effect of not listening to the show. And I was like, oh, by the by, it just. Like popped into my brain when it was getting discussed, and so I brought it up. I didn't necessarily think that we would have to do it for this week, but you know no time like the present, so we're gonna give it a whirl and just to see how it goes
3: yeah it's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun, but uh before we get to that, we actually have a lot of business there's there's a lot has transpired um since we last got together uh and Obviously, we have to continue to talk about Hillary's 40th birthday because it was over a week ago, uh, but we're still within like, you know, the Price is Right range finder of her birthday. So um, as long as we're within that uh, parameter, which includes this week, probably next week. and No, we're
2: done. We're done after this, I
3: promise. it. (laughs) what you have a you have a you have a birthday update
2: no I was just going to uh y'all were so lovely and very kind um about my birthday even though you were making fun of me but you were very kind and I was I just wanted to um wrap up the surprise birthday party because it truly I mean Mike was there uh it truly was a surprise I had no idea I mean of course I was like I want somebody to throw me a surprise party and I think I had told Dave low those many years ago that I wanted a surprise party at some point in my life.
3: Um, <laughs> who, whoever, who does that?
2: Who, I, do. Who,
3: <laughs> I do. I do. I can't believe I know someone who asks someone else to throw the most is And I actually like them. This is
2: the thing. I plan, and Dave would agree with this, I plan 95% of our lives. Like everything we do, I plan. Mm-hmm. So basically what I was just had said to him about this birthday, I really don't care what we do. All I want is to not plan. I don't want to plan anything. I don't want to be involved. I just do something, get a babysitter, we go out to dinner or whatever. So um, the thing that was so funny is that, that the week prior, work was really, really, really busy. Like I was staying late at work and, you know, and I was just in a pissy mood and all my friends kept texting me, what are you doing for your birthday? What, what's going on for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, Ask Dave. I don't know. Like I was so mad and I kept saying, I don't know what we're doing for my birthday. You don't have to tell me, but I'm just... Everybody keeps texting me. So, like, I wish that I didn't have to be the conduit between you and all these people. They can just, like, text you. And he was like, it's okay. It's, you We're
3: going to go to the Chick-fil-A. Well, <laughs> you can get whatever you want.
2: So, I was a real bitch to him. And even my mom said, what are y'all doing? And oh, I was so no. mad. I was like, "I text Dave. I have no ideas. Anyway, so... It's fine. It's fine. TM Hillary. Um, And we... Um, <laughs> we <laughs> wait,
3: wait, wait a minute. Were your parents uh, in on the yes, surprise or no, were they... They were
2: in on the surprise. So she just was oh, needling okay. me a little bit because my mom knows how to get to me. Oh, it, that's, that's... It's rude, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> so then we had like a neighborhood Halloween party. We had a bunch of stuff that day. So like I... We, I was ready to go around 730 or something. We get Dave called the lift we get in. I'm like, oh, where are we going? But I kind of wanted it to be a surprise. Cause I was like, oh, I was kind of proud of him. He's planning some like dinner that we're going to. Well, we pull mm-hmm. up in front of <laughs> PF Chang's and I'm like, um, I mean, I, I like a lettuce wrap, fine, but like I'm a little bit disappointed that this is where we're going for my birthday. (laughs) And Dave is sort of freaking out because he didn't really know where the place was, like exactly. And Dave, I love him; he has a terrible sense of direction. Well, let
3: me explain that. (laughs) Let me explain that because I I came in a lift as well, and the lift driver didn't see it. I didn't see it because um, this part of downtown Austin is weird. uh, A lot of the a lot of the um, stuff is. Up a level, yeah. Like you have to climb stairs to get to the. These are supposedly street level businesses, but they are like up a story. So if you're just in a car and you're looking out the window, you see the PF Changs, (laughs) and you don't see the 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 Max's Wine Dive, which is where this place was, which is uh, you know pretty cool. It
2: was, yeah. No, well, and I. So when we, he said, no, no, we're going to Max's, and I thought, oh okay, like, that's cool. I like Max's. I mean, I'd been there before. It seemed kind of random, but I was like, all right, cool. You know, there's wine and stuff and chicken. Cool. Okay. So then we get there and the lady's like, give me a few minutes. I'm putting your table together. It's in a special room or something. And I'm like, okay. So we go, they lead us downstairs into sort of a basementy area. And the only time I had been down Wait, there
0: was what? Back into the P.F. Chang's?
2: No, 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 no. This is at Max's. Wife. <laughs> I wish they're like, surprise, it actually is P.F. Chang's. No, we go downstairs and I had a work event down there, like a work awards luncheon. So I thought, why are we going into a private room? Is it just going to be me and my parents and Dave? Like I, why we could like stay up yeah, it's here. A big room. Yeah, we could stay up here. Like it's weird that we're going to be like, I can talk, whatever. I just thought it was weird that we were going to have some like private room at Max's Wine Dive. And then I opened the door and it was a surprise party. And my, you know, it was so, it was awesome. I mean, my friends who helped Dave pull it off, like did an excellent job. There is, um. My two best friends from the Dallas area came down and my sister was there and it was amazing. But the best kind of um, souvenir from it is that they have a life-size cutout of me (laughs) that is still at my office. And so we've been placing it in different areas and it scares the shit out of people. (laughs) I put it in a phone room and this Mm -hmm. like... Old, this man who's like mean and grumpy. He walked in there to make a call, and he was like, "Holy shit, Hillary, you scared the shit out of me!" And I was like, "Yes." So now, all like, I try to not scare people quite as much. But if you drive by my office, you can just see this person standing out. Like you can look up at the window, and it's just me, like looking out the window. So. I'm, I'm grateful and I'm going to bring it home and scare my children with it. I can't wait. But um, it was. Uh,
3: oh, yeah, it was.
2: a It was a really, really great birthday. And I promise it's over. I sent you all this yesterday, but my friend Tony sort of summed it up best. I think on my birthday card, he said, OMG, we are still celebrating your birthday. Congratulations. You're 40. Can we all get on with our lives now? I'm 46, but you don't see me making a big deal about it. Love, Tony. So I'm done. That's it. <laughs>
3: We done. Oh uh, well, that that life size cutout. If if we could ever get together with, uh, I think Kate uh, has a life size cutout of Richard Sherman. Oh oh yeah. Um, if they could ever get together,
2: Listen. he's cute. Boom. Yep.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Emily's forty uh, eighth birthday is tomorrow, which is today i guess as this is released so um but she's she's going to be out of town as she is so often these days she'll be celebrating her 48th birthday in uh birmingham alabama gorgeous Um, although the fall there is supposed to be
2: pretty (laughs) you know listen oh i'm sure it's fine (laughs) Uh,
3: but uh (laughs) but uh last night i we celebrated i gave her a um a painting that she had noticed and really liked that was in uh, the Trudy's um, uh, in the south end of Austin. So I, I went there um, at like two in the afternoon. So no nobody would be sitting in the booth and uh, bought the painting and gave it to her. And then we went to Jeffrey's, nice. uh, which, which, yeah, I mean, it's one of her favorite places. And she got a good steak and it was really really fun so we had a nice celebration last night but um, the uh, the updates that the update that really matters from here is um, our, our 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 kitten Percy uh, continues to age into the household and and interact with the other animals tensions are settling with Abby they're no longer always at each other's throats uh, ginger does not seem to know that percy exists but she doesn't really know that anybody exists except for emily um and and he he and uh he and edith are doing battle cats uh up and down the house for uh usually at least an hour in the morning and i gotta say i know a little bit about uh wrestling not pro wrestling that's not my thing but I, I know a little bit about actual wrestling and his technique is on point. He's just not big enough to take her down. He he has he has some really great moves, but uh she shrugs him off at this point. So he's gonna have to get a little bit bigger before he can really take her down. So this is great um, news
1: because from the pictures that you post of him, I was starting to worry that he has like cat narcolepsy or something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's a master of a million positions. He is the Kama Sutra of sleeping. <laughs> uh, he he's like um he's like the Terminator of of sleeping. He can just melt into whatever shape or form he needs to to get into. So um, but he does he does he 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 doesn't work hard because he doesn't work. He doesn't have a job. Uh, but he plays hard and he sleeps hard. That little guy uh since Meredith's not here I'll give a I'll give a, a bear update for her uh, apparently he's passed all his uh all his uh whatever he needs to pass to mix with the other cats and they're they're starting to integrate a little bit and he got his worm medicine and Meredith had to pull a worm out of his butt because when you give him the worm <laughs> medicine the the worms escape through the butt
1: <laughs> you know I've, I've been watching all these um pictures that you guys have been posting. And I'm like, oh, I mean, maybe it would be sweet to get a cat. And then she said, I pulled a worm out of my cat's butt. And I was like, nope. I'm good.
0: This would be the lead story on Percy and the Bears morning show.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You know, you don't have to pull them out of their butt, but when you see them, you're sort of compelled to because generally they're going to escape and just die because uh when you give them more medicine um uh generally you see a lot of dried worm carcasses around and this this just happens with cats <laughs> it's just a thing <laughs> but we'll we'll move on from that to something that i find even more disgusting and that is um a story about the smell and this is a smell that started happening. Uh, let's see. Emily left town on I think Sunday or Monday, and round about Tuesday there was a kind of a weird smell happening in the house. And I was looking around for it, and like by Wednesday, I had I had uh, isolated the smell to the pantry, which our pantry it's a, in a weird place. It's it's by our front door. And I isolate it in there, and, and, and we've had, you know, odd smells in the pantry before. Everyone gets them. You just look in there and you say, oh, here's, you know, because sometimes we keep, like, produce in there. Like, oh, there's a potato that's past its prime, and we need to get that out of there or whatever. So I'm looking through the pantry, and I can't find anything that that could be producing a, a smell, sort of a sickly sweet smell. And so I open up all the windows, and I... I the pets away and open doors and just kind of try to air the place out because I don't want Emily coming home to a bad smell. So Emily gets home late, uh, I think Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, but she gets home late and she's like, what's that smell? And I said, I don't know, but I I think it m- might be coming out of the pantry or, you know, and, and uh, we go to bed and she gets up in the morning and does more investigating and finds that uh, the the pantry's really crowded because it's a small deal and there's a bunch of bottled water in there. So um, what had happened was uh, while putting we had we had a bunch of cat food delivered because we have everything delivered and Cullen comes over like once or twice a week to help us with chores that we need done. And there wasn't enough room to put the cat food up just straight up. That was like It was a case of 24 cans, like eight, uh, I don't know, case of 24 cans. Anyway, so he had slid them to the side of the bottled water, just kind of dropped them on either side of the bottled water that was on the floor of the pantry. And two of the cans on one side had broken open and spilled the gravy out and this it was probably in there like that for a week or two and it just started to rot and uh yeah so Emily found it she she grabbed the case and put it in the sink and yeah you know, once i got up and and showered and i you know went to go you know clean the kitchen like i do in the morning um that was waiting for me and i got all the clean cans unloaded and the cans that had gravy on them that weren't compromised. I washed those off. And then uh, and then there were the two compromised cans and the, the, and the case, like this cardboard and plastic shrink-wrapped case. And uh, uh, I got out a trash bag because I was going to drop it in there and seal it off. And I got out the trash bag and then I went to grab it and I started to uh, retch. <laughs> I just had to back away And Emily looked up from the living room And she's like uh, Are you okay? And I'm like uh, No
4: uh,
3: I can't finish this job I cannot Finish the job Could you like Hold your nose And come up here And drop this in the Trash bag Wait and, was uh, it bean dip? She uh, <laughs> It was It smelled so terrible Um, She She did it Um, But Because I wasn't able to finish the job, I was gonna like twist it and seal it. She didn't, so she threw it in the trash as is. And now that now our um our trash bin resides not in the garage but outside until until this (sighs) shall pass.
0: (laughs) Is this another scenario where you just leave a twenty on the lid and walk away? (laughs)
3: <laughs> if someone had to if if they didn't have the apparatus to empty that thing uh <clears throat> remotely from the from the um cab of the truck then yeah I'd definitely tape it 20 to the to the top of the trash can because that is the most foul smell uh, cuz cat food doesn't start off you know like if you had to smell cat food you're halfway to retching anyway <laughs> Yeah. Uh, rotten cat food uh, Luckily we had a helper To clean up the pantry And that was Of course the most disgusting dog I've ever met and that's Abby and She She rolled in there and licked up As much rancid cat food as she Possibly could
1: And then she came and, and gave And uh, we've been kisses. treating the pantry <laughs> Oh kiss! you give me a little Give me a kiss oh.
3: Uh no look she's not she's not like that she's not much of a kisser thank goodness, uh, Ginger's a nervous kisser. Uh, <laughs> Abby's not much of a kisser. Ugh. Um. So so that's the that's the story of the smell.
2: We had to transition Duchess to. Uh... Some wet food because she was over her dry food and mm-hmm. she needed to eat some more. And I want to throw up every single time I give it to her. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. It's just, it looks like barf. And cat food is
3: worse. <laughs> yeah. Cat food is worse. I would I, I would so much rather eat dog food than cat food <sighs> if I had to. <laughs> so because, I mean, it smells bad, but it's. Yeah. I mean, am I am I no, right? For people? Sure. Yeah. I mean, give us a throw your phone on that.
0: Mike's favorite animal food, food is, is dog much. food. And his second favorite cannibal food is cat food.
3: Uh, is like let's do like the candy thing. Like uh dry dog food number one, dry cat food number
4: two. No, uh you know, Sam will uh, give
0: cupcake half a can of wet food at a time. We don't usually do wet food with her, but once in yeah. a while we'll mix it up. And the other half she'll put in a she'll put the can with the half a can left in it in a ziploc baggie and put it in the fridge. And I just oh I just can't. I No. If it's just there from breakfast to dinner, it's it's okay. But if it ends up in there overnight yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or also, and I, I've brought this up recently, um, I've had a cold and so I've been sleeping and awake weird hours and uh, I was on a meth-addled um, cleaning spree <laughs> in the middle of the night last night because of all the Sudafed and uh, was cleaning some dishes. She feeds the wet food on these little appetizer plates we have and puts them in the sink mm-hmm. without rinsing them off after. Oh. Oh no! no. And just just this. Age, no, that's what you need an Abby for. Aging. <laughs> <laughs> you got an
3: important Abby, and then you'll never have to deal with any gross uh, dishes ever again because she she'll handle all the grossness of your household.
0: Cupcake likes the wet food, but I think leaves a little on the plate at the end just to fuck with me. Yeah.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Goodness gracious. Uh, the next thing on uh, the business list here, it says vote, but I don't know what that means. Who put that I on did. I did. I just,
2: I listen, mean? I know our audience. Most of everybody has voted already. I just wanted to put it out there since this comes out on Monday and uh, Tuesday is a really important day that I'm very stressed out about. So everybody vote if you can. Please vote if you haven't.
1: Eh, I don't know. I mean. I don't really feel like
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Doing things that involve any effort. I mean, it's not a
3: lot doesn't... of ennui going on in the country right now.
1: My vote doesn't make a difference anyway. I mean, you know, maybe if it was the one vote that tipped <laughs> everything over, then I would go do it, but it's not. If you had that
2: guarantee of it being the one most important vote that's ever happened in the history of the world, but
1: Well, yeah, please. then I might do it.
2: <laughs> Just oh, kidding, please. everyone. I if, voted last week.
3: If I have to look at the... Ted Cruz uh, bus uh, one more time with all the hashtag cruise mobile the cruiser <laughs> oh god talk about wanting to throw up
2: that guy is the pits just oh uh, god did just... you see he like tweeted out some zodiac thing which it's like lol you'll think I'm the zodiac killer but it's like but we kind of it's a joke but also you shouldn't be like playing it up
3: He'd be harming fewer people if he were the serial killer. True.
0: Anyway, vote.
3: I'd be so happy if he were just a serial
0: killer. Uh, I haven't voted yet, but that's because I'm old-fashioned, and I'm going to get up and you walk, like to go walk Day over of. to my polling place Tuesday morning, and I actually I haven't voted in New York in a long time, so when I left, it was still the booth where you go in and pull the handle and click the the mm-hmm. the little knobs for each person you want. I don't know if they've switched to optical scanner ballots yet or what here. So I'm actually a little nervous. I don't know what kind of voting situation I'm walking into. The
3: the voting machines in Texas are so stupid. They're so dumb <laughs> They they you walk up to it and it looks it looks like a touch screen, but there's like a dial. <laughs> it's, so it's the stupid. dumbest thing you've ever so dumb. And and uh the first time I voted I was in a wheelchair and so I wasn't tall enough to see the signs that said it's not a touch screen. So I got up there and I'm like, I'm touch, touch, touching. And then someone, some, you know, the, the geezer on duty, uh, the god. Hey, um, I
0: used to be the geezer on duty in Rhode Island. I know.
3: You're a veteran god. Uh, came up to me and said, it's not a touch screen. I'm like, how was I supposed to know? And he pointed at the sign and I craned my neck and I still couldn't see it. Like, okay, well, maybe a sign down here where us wheelchair bound people could see. Uh, us wheelchair bound uh ex-felons that have finally <laughs> are re-enfranchised and excited to vote and then our screen doesn't work you know uh so that was my first voting experience but th- by now i'm i'm savvy i'm on my feet and uh and i was able to take a picture of my ballot in in which i did not vote for um uh who's who's the guy who played for duke and now is on the utah jazz bobby um Looks just like Ted Cruz. Oh
0: God. Um.
3: I, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. I on know. This.
0: Oh. They do. They look like disturbingly uh the same.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I anyway. Yeah. Enough sports. Oh, Grayson Allen. will
3: I'll, I'll Grayson. Of course his name is Grayson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Grayson. I mean, if if your if your name is Grayson and you're not an asshole, congratulations,
1: you've
2: overcome the odds. Do you know where yeah. Grayson? You know where Grayson's from? Jacksonville, Bortles, <laughs> <laughs> Bortles.
0: Is this is it time for us to announce that we're just turning this into yet another Good Place podcast?
3: Oh man, yeah, we'll be the fifth Good Place podcast.
0: I love that. Yeah. I made a joke in our chat this week about. Wanting a, a medium place podcast it's
4: like, and, nope. and
0: immediately sent a link for a medium place. podcast.
3: Oh, as soon as I finish the good place podcast, I'm going to the medium place in, in so many different ways.
2: Did you bring cocaine?
4: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Hey,
3: I, I, I resent. I mean, I think that's a hole in the, in the show's uh, premise is, if there if there's cocaine there, that's not the medium place. That's that's a pretty good place. Sounds. If you have unlimited cocaine, does it cost you anything? It's like, "Okay, I'm down with that." If it doesn't and it won't kill you? Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> um and you're you're the keeper of the throw your phones. Do we have any general ones or are we just going to hit them as we go?
1: Uh, well, we did get one from uh Throw Your Phone Gold Star contributor and minor. Who just says hugging my phone so hard at Jeremy's rant? <laughs> we really should mention how many people enjoyed Jeremy's voicemail. <laughs> the last oh, show. God.
2: I love how he increasingly frustrated he is <laughs> throughout
4: it.
3: Yeah. And just, like and another. Frustrated thing. Jeremy's the best. Jeremy.
1: <laughs>
3: thing number three, like he had notes. <laughs>
1: That's great. And he was like, "I did not get upset at Christy for buying a bunch of fried chicken. Well, I got frustrated, but
3: not going to waste the chicken. Friend. No, don't waste the chicken. I get that. I get that. I, that would I would get off a diet to you know because in this household, I'm the one who finishes off stuff that you know goes unwanted." And, I, you know, I would, if I were vegetarian, I'd be like, all right, I guess I got to I got to kill that for a couple of days while I eat this chicken that Emily doesn't want. She spent twelve dollars on it. So, I'm, you know, it's got to go in somebody's pie hole.
1: I
0: want
3: pie. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm making pumpkin pie. Also, today. I
3: think that was over? the longest business we've ever had. Right.
0: <laughs> and I always want to come over. Oh, especially on Sundays and Mondays, because oh, yeah. I know that's when you have either been baking or are about to finish baking. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and we will we'll be there at some point. We need to talk offline about how to figure that out. But um, also, I need to we need to find accommodations for everyone in the CBD of New Brighton. But I, right. I assume that Hillary can help with that. Yes.
4: Um,
3: <laughs> Maybe Meredith can bring some CBD to the CBD. <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, over half an hour in, we should probably get into your weekly <laughs> All review. Right. All right. We review. You took the bullet, Bobby. We also received a long email, by the way, general email from Bob Stein. Bob, we love you. You know that. He and I wrote back and forth a couple of times on that. But um, if we read it, this, this will become – we will use the entire extra hour we got from the end of Daylight Saving Time to talk about <laughs> Bob's email. So let's skip it. Uh, 27.59, Monday morning musings. And again – To be clear, I'm the only one of the four of us who has heard this episode Mm -hmm. of TBTL, and in fact, I listened to it twice. Oh, you poor bastard. (laughs) And I did that because I listened to it the first time while protesting taking notes and had proposed (laughs) in the chat that we just not discuss that this episode ever happened. (laughs) But then when we decided to reframe and go with this format for this week, I took the hit of of listening to it. And, and you would, I think said, just, just write down what you remember, but there, here's the problem with solo hosting. It's sort of like when Luke talks about the first time he filled in on like a holiday, I think it was Christmas or something on the air. And he had a whole list of things he wanted to talk about for a three hour spot. And he plowed through it in the first 10 minutes, because when you don't Mm -hmm. have anyone to bounce off of, you just keep talking. That was Luke on Monday. Uh, my notes in the run sheet are heavily abridged. Um, and I usually am pretty good about taking scant notes. Um, but uh, Monday was just just a marathon of of topics. So let's see if we can do this in, in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, Luke is solo hosting. He has had five cups of coffee. Jesus. Good Lord. And, it, and he's recording, I believe, late morning. So it's not like that's paced out over the day.
3: Um, Didn't we establish that his cups of coffee are not actual coffee? Cups of coffee as we drink them. Well, at some point,
0: it doesn't matter what size the cups of coffee. Like are it's where,
3: because he's, it's where the, um, the, 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 um, the Mr. Coffee the little markings markers are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're probably six ounce cups, but here's the problem. He's in a mindset where he's convinced he's had five cups of coffee. So okay. he could have five cups of placebo effect for all I care, but he's going to talk like he's had five grown up big boy cups of coffee. So,
3: OK, he's which he, nobody does or should do. Right.
0: Well, I, yeah, he's amped. Um, and he starts this episode by telling us that he is growing. He's growing to like these kinds of episodes. He talks about how he used to dread solo hosting, but now he finds it uh, cathartic and interesting. Well, at least someone's turned
3: the corner on that.
0: You know what? He's not the only one who's turned the corner on that. So let me, uh, let me go ahead and read Listener Crit's um, Throw Your Phone Now. And this will surprise regular listeners. Let's get
3: critical, critical. Come on and get critical. Let's get, get into, into criticism. Let me, let me hear you complain.
0: Now I have to read all of it because I have to reference that. It starts, hug my phone, exclamation point. Hey, friendos, I feel like I've become a character that I don't like on the show. One that has uh, come with the jail dude singing my name to an 80s Olivia Newton-John song. Well, I have enjoyed hearing my hot takes on the podcast and I stand by them, I feel like I'm always going negative, so I will switch it up. Here it goes. I really enjoyed Luke's solo ride on Monday. To me, it was entertaining to hear some concentrated Burbank for a while. I don't want a daily political rant, but I don't mind some truth to power from time to time. Anyways, I have overall enjoyed the shows this week. Power out.
1: You know, Crit, you're the only listener who has his own theme song, (laughs) and at least Mike didn't pick something from the '60s or the '70s the way he normally does.
3: And if Hillary picked it, it would be from the '90s, (laughs) of course, or the
1: '90s,
3: (laughs) (laughs) or from Hamilton.
0: Yeah, Uh, Crit, give me some time next week. I'll do it. A hell of a day to shoot the moon. Uh, I. I didn't hate this episode as much as I thought I would going and do it uh, with Luke solo hosting. <laughs> I like that review. <laughs> That's
3: great. Uh Should be in the Chicago <laughs> Tribune. You're the next Ebert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, let me continue. Um, Luke mentions that Andrew might actually already be home from Cleveland. He's not quite sure. This might just be his buffer day. Uh, and then he thanks Kiki Lolo for doing all of Andrew's production work. Uh, well, Andrew's been gone, so the fact that we're hearing the show, it's been posted. Uh, that's all her. So thanks, I think, to her. Uh, then Luke goes on a tangent about Pittsburgh. Obviously, tragic terrorist act, awful. He actually has some very thoughtful words, listeners in Pittsburgh. He's he's good about these when bad things happen, mm-hmm. um, and he checks his privilege. There were a little good bit.
3: people on both sides of that tragedy, oh, though. There were, I mean. You know, let's not discount, you know, right.
0: both sides I'm, of it. I'm it's, sure that disinfected of...
1: loser Nazi wannabe was really a good person at heart. <laughs> right. It,
0: yeah. He thought he was doing the right thing. Uh, So he, he checks his privilege a little bit, too, as a straight white male in this world. He does ramble on a little bit to other disadvantaged or otherwise threatened populations in this conversation. It gets a little broad. Uh he has some praise for the kids these days. I don't remember exactly what the context was for that, but just that we're we're doing all right apparently or the ones after us, I don't know. Uh back to lighter talk. Luke was genuinely surprised, and that's a quote, that he did not win mega millions. <laughs> <laughs> I know <Om> that this <laughs> <schooling>. <laughs> I know that this was covered effectively. I'm jealous
3: of this part of him. I'm totally (laughs) jealous of this part of him.
2: You know what, though? I actually sort of relate to it a little bit. I, like, don't play the lottery at all. But then, of course, at work, they were like, give $10, and we're going to buy a whole bunch of tickets. And I was having a supremely shitty day that day at work. And so I was just like, you kind of talk yourself into it. Like, I intellectually know I'm not going to win. But I'm like how fast would I leave my office if we actually did? Even if I won like a million dollars, how fast would I leave? Cause I was like so fucking done on whenever Tuesday. Um, so I like kind oh. of get it, but it's ridiculous. I mean,
3: Hillary, I, I don't get that at all. Like I I was watching, um, uh, I, I DVR the Rich Eisen show and yeah. like I watch it at night and they were talking about, you know, what would happen if they won the mega millions and whatever. And, and how they wouldn't show up or whatever, I would totally show up at least for a day. Yeah, he's like, just, just be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. You, you want to chew me out over something? You, do you need anything? Because, uh, fuck you. Yeah, I maybe. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> I maybe would be like that. That like flight attendant from JetBlue that was like. Buck all y'all and like slid down the um, slide a few years ago. <laughs>
4: that would feel pretty good. I mean, uh, even
3: if I liked everyone at my job, I'd still be, I would still show up and be like, hey, uh, you can just start peeling off hundies. You know, it's like, oh man, get yourself something nice for lunch. You know,
1: I mean, I think <laughs> just the at difference, least one day. The difference is between having to be there. And having yeah. the freedom to not be there. I would for sure not quit my job right away because I would feel too guilty just dumping mm-hmm. all everything on all the yeah. rest of my coworkers. Not that any of them know how to do my job, but I would be like, mm, I'm gonna come in on Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays from one to three. Just to show the new on
0: the
3: new person what to do.
1: Exactly. You know? I mean I'll, I'll just stay there until we, what, until I get things wrapped up and passed along.
0: Yeah. Plus, they need time to get the jet We're, ready. What
3: are you in a hurry to do? You're just, it's just a beach waiting for you. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: like, this is the literal definition of fuck you money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, Luke, genuinely surprised you didn't win. Uh, <laughs> then uh, we get the update on the Halloween party that Veeves threw over the weekend Uh, Luke and Carrie were supposed to go to this party. uh, Luke had, of course, told us in advance about his costume idea, which was to be Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Uh, But they ended up skipping it because Luke had some flight delays getting back from Chicago and Portland. They were just feeling a little... Wait,
3: is the MyPillow guy, is he recognizable? I'm not familiar with it.
1: He has a mustache and a real heavy Minnesota accent.
0: And a creepy smile and a gold mm-hmm. chain with a cross on it around his open shirt, hairy chested neck. Really? And he clutches a pillow at all times, like a security blanket except the pillow.
3: Now, would uh if I went as the untuck it guy and just acted <laughs> like I cured cancer. <laughs> is that a good costume?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, I think the MyPillow guy, though, like I think I could do it. it you got uh, messy, dark, thinning hair, mustache, heavy, thick mustache, the gold chain, blue, like a blue sateen, like a fake satin button down shirt with the top two buttons popped, gold chain, little gold cross, a, a branded MyPillow in your arms. I, I think it would be very recognizable. Um, oh
3: well, yeah. There, I mean, yeah. If you have to do an indicator like well, that, well, even if you don't buy a hundred
1: dollar pillow, but pillow but like, just for the that's <laughs> true Halloween joke, <laughs> that's
3: true. Just, just, just write my uh, my pillow and sharpie on one of your worst <laughs> pillows.
0: Do you guys have Retire. a a, a pecking order? So our pillows go uh, our bed, oh, guest yeah. bed, uh, extras in the closet, camping pillow, garbage.
3: We hate each other's pillows. Emily has yeah. pillows that I just think are useless. And then she she finds my pillows completely
0: repellent. We have the same um, same issues here. She finds but Sam yeah. finds my pillows way too firm, way too big, bulky. Yep. Dave sleeps on the, sh- a exactly
2: mountain of pillows. I'm like, how do you even you're like he's like upright basically. I don't I, I like to be, you know, elevated a little bit, but he's like at a ninety degree angle, basically. I don't I don't understand it
3: hmm he's ready to accept his harem <laughs> yes,
0: yes. <laughs> lrb is pillow talk this is good come in ladies
2: <laughs> i'm here <laughs> uh
0: but they skipped the halloween party because of delays and exhaustion also luke was having some moral dilemma about the mike lindell costume because uh the my pillow guy was a, a druggy uh crackhead professional crackhead who who used so much crack that he was cut off by his crack dealer that's apparently a key part in his. that's the
3: biggest bullshit story
0: i've ever heard that's the the the, the turning point story (laughs) right uh good luck finding a crack dealer who's gonna stop selling you crack because you're buying too much crack that's that's (laughs) the dumbest (laughs) story i ever heard and for that reason i will never get on my pillow uh also he's a big trumper he's a big trump supporter yep yep oh god so there's that
3: He's probably going to be. He believes lies. He tells he's lies. He's going to be
0: first in line to vote for your Senate candidate married to the hockey player.
1: Mm, probably. Yep. <laughs> Karen uh, Housley. Not Karen. Karen
0: Housley. Karen. On to a callback from last week. Um, Luke got some feedback about the chocolates that he opted to eat that were in the house. This was for breakfast. Or, no, he was looking for a snack, and he gave yes. up on a healthy snack, so we went into the, the chocolates he thought somebody brought back from the airport in Hawaii. And he sort of shit on them a little bit and also ate them. Turns out, they were from David from the basement, and they were from New Zealand. And David <laughs> reminded him of that.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a dick. Uh, it is at this point. Plus, that, they're delicious. Why why get mad about some delicious chocolate? It is at this point that I will note that we are just hitting the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> just as an indicator of how far into the show we wow. are. <laughs> hey. All right, back. Luke says he we are, quote, sliding into the DMs of seasonal affective disorder. Uh, he decides that he can't talk alone without a music bed, so he puts on some Oscar Peterson trio under him.
3: Oh, thank God I didn't listen to this. <laughs> Meredith. I hope you didn't listen to this. You know she didn't. She's not on the show this week. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) Yeah, that Monday show, I mean, she might have listened to some of the other shows, but there was zero chance that she listened to the Monday
0: show. Uh, Luke and Carrie decided to put on some scary movies since they were in instead of going to the Halloween party that Andrew specifically went to Cleveland to avoid. But instead of actual scary movies, they end up watching the Lady Gaga documentary and then the Adam Sandler 100% fresh special – which Luke talks about in detail because he feels like he's realizing now that as Adam Sandler ages and is not just doing the Hanukkah song that his comedy stylings have actually matured at the same pace as Luke's and he actually enjoyed it.
3: Shit. I have a confession. Um, I've been watching a lot of Netflix and, uh, it keeps suggesting Adam Sandler because I guess it knows that I'm like Adam Sandler's age and I liked, um, the water boy or something. Um, I I gave that thing a spin. I gave it a day in court. And I got through about 10 minutes. And it's just terrible. It's awful. Not funny. That's
0: not the confession. Not funny.
3: As Terry Bradshaw would say.
1: (laughs) Not funny. Is that parody song that he came out with that I've seen around the internet, is that from that special, the wallet keys phone thing?
4: I don't know. Nobody
3: knows? Uh, It may not have been in the first 10 minutes. uh, Yeah, I'm not aware of this. I saw that
1: everyone was like, Adam Sandler wrote the most perfect parody song of all times, And I was like, I don't know, I was bored or something. I don't like Adam Sandler. But it was like six minutes long, and it was so repetitive. There was one joke that they repeated 400 Mm. times. I was like, this isn't funny. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Also, if you're going to say perfect parody song, it's probably Weird Al. Like, I'm not even the biggest Weird Al fan, but you have to give it to him. It's his genre.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. So Luke enjoyed it. He talked about how it was edited so that he would be starting the setup of a joke in one venue and then finishing it in another because they filmed a bunch of his stand up and like spliced it together in quick cuts. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Then he mentions that he recently got an email from Jen, uh, Jen Flash Andrews. Who was watching the Too Funny to Fail documentary about the Dana Carvey show and just wanted to email him about the awe and wonder that is the fact that TBTL managed to last this long? Aww. So, and, and in a very proud way, you know, she, she had nice things to say. And he mentioned that they're still good friends. So that was nice. Would have been great if he had gotten that email and said, Hey, are you free on Monday? <laughs> but hey, whatever.
1: Did he talk yeah, about well, why he was talk doing about it that. solo? I was like, probably he thought on Sunday night, I'll call Sean or whatever. And then nobody that he called at um, 1015 on Monday morning could do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, so, uh, Hannah Brooks Olson, uh, Sean, Bean Baxter, Stu, Chris Hayes, Five Minutes with Adam Carolla. I don't know, Nick, uh... Carry uh,
3: anyone in your
0: contacts? Rudy. Anyone? Camaro Kev.
1: Right. I don't understand uh, why Lou can't call you up, Mike. You could do a show with him.
0: You almost did his I don't job, get it filling either. It.
1: And you have a microphone.
3: I, well, that's that's the thing I was thinking too. Is like you have you have all these people in your contacts. Just make a list or prioritize if if you if you want to do that, and then just start going down the list. And then the first person that says yes, just that's going to be a phoner. But just, you know, if they happen to have a microphone, then just tape sync it. And it's it's just I can't imagine why he would do these shows alone. Hey,
0: it's a terrible idea. Shinji, I know that SPK doesn't open for a few more hours and I know you have a microphone. You want to come on and talk about karaoke for just 20 (laughs) minutes?
4: That
0: would be great. I'd love that anybody just the mailman
3: anybody
0: uh rich rich and linda who are definitely real you want to come prove it
3: (laughs) (laughs) he could do their voices it'd be great
0: (laughs) uh no there was no reference to why or how he ended up alone so Hmm. i don't know andrew just wouldn't do that No. no no andrew ain't doing that no Luke could just call the Alaska Airlines customer support to change his next flight and just Please, record anything. it.
3: Another thing being to bounce things off of.
0: Yeah. The problem is I think that he's getting, I think that he thinks he's getting better at the whole Rush Limbaugh style hosting, oh. which is just terrible.
2: It really is.
3: Uh, you know, um, the, the place that does my prosthetics um, the last time that I went up there uh i got there really early and i parked way behind the building to to just like have lunch and i didn't realize that i my lights were turned on and so when i went to turn on my engine to go back to the front of the building and go in my it was dead so uh, i called and and one of the guys who works in the shop that makes the things super cool nice guy came out jumped my car And, uh, and I parked like right behind the shop and I had to walk through the shop to go to the front where they do, where they, you know, help me out and Rush Limbaugh playing. So I had to Mm -hmm. walk through Rush Limbaugh through there and then walk through Rush Limbaugh out. And these people, the two that I know that work in that shop, I love these people. They're so great and fun and nice, but now I don't like them. Now I don't like them because they're listening to this all day and I'm like, Oh, they must be assholes.
0: Is there a chance that you could take them out for breakfast on Tuesday and not return them home until after the polls have closed? <laughs> right? Hey,
3: have you guys voted? Oh, my engine's dead again. It's too bad we're in such a remote restaurant. Oh.
0: Uh, this is taking forever. I'm so sorry. Uh, Luke uh, Luke left <laughs> my the fault. case to his... No, it's, it's Luke's fault. Luke left the case to his AirPods... On a flight, he wore the pods, he left the case, so he needs to buy more. He tried to call Best Buy to figure out how he could get more, and got trapped in an automated service hell on the Best Buy phone line. Um, not while he was recording, but he just felt like he needed to tell us about that. He hopes that the Bills will beat the Patriots. Huh. <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> LOL. LOL. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we could have spared you some effort on that one Uh, he talks about how he's going to make some vegetarian lasagna I believe a sideways video of that made it to Instagram Uh,
1: was that what that was
0: he talks about how it's tough to order vegetable uh, order vegetarian food rather and also stay on his grind something that was pointed out to him by Lynn Pham in Chicago while they were having a meal together in Chicago for the wait wait 20th anniversary and Luke ordered fries and Luke, and Lynn <laughs> called him out for being off his grind. Oh, man. Uh, we're, we're not done go, yet. Lynn. We're not done yet. We're done with that, but we're not done in general. Uh, because of this and other things, he says that Amy Schumer has inspired him because people do not need him to be 182 pounds. Because Amy Schumer says that people do not need her to be thin That's and pretty good point. conventionally attractive. Uh, and he goes on to a whole little thing about how he just needs to be him because he can be what people need from him without being thin.
3: If he actually believed that, that would be a breakthrough, I think. Mm. Right.
0: Um, He literally ends this segment by saying, quote, so that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, for <Forrest Gump>. his <laughs> Then we get an ad break featuring an Andrew ad, which was just jarring in the middle of this. Then we come back 56 minutes in to do emails. And he just lightning rounds through some emails that he could have used for the whole episode. The Pipe bomber, uh, the pipe Bomber's hairline, is it tattooed on? Good email.
3: Yeah, there needs to be like a, a think piece on that. <laughs> I, I need to know all about what is going on with that dude's scalp.
0: Yeah, because that hairline moves in different pictures and times. That's it's, the thing.
3: It's a bizarre.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we get NET Therapy. Uh, It has good reviews, says one person who writes in, and Luke says yes, but he just doesn't want to do it to himself. He got several emails about the definition of decimate, so of course he did. Um, A listener wrote in because he met another Luke Burbank (laughs) and asked that Luke Burbank if he knows our Luke Burbank, and uh, the other Luke Burbank has not listened to anything that our Luke Burbank has done. (laughs) And Luke seems like He's a little offended by that. He says if he shared his name with someone who had done things that he would clearly seek them out just to see what's up.
3: This would be a bad one to start with for other Luke Burbank.
1: (laughs) Not everyone is as narcissistic as our Luke Burbank is though. Correct.
0: Uh, Luke mentions that he went back to interview a guy for CBS Sunday morning who built a little park in the middle of a traffic jam. He had Mm -hmm. already done an interview with him and he went back for a second interview recently. And in the interim, uh, that guy had listened to some tbtl and did not like it
3: oh <laughs> and that was a really dick thing to say i mean <laughs> just say i interviewed a dick you know
0: uh and we get a voicemail oh, i gotta keep going we get a voicemail from power Sorry. out linda uh in australia talking about the pronunciation of things that were butchered on the show last week uh and luke brings up his sore spot about somerville and somerville and not being oh, sure if he should try to pronounce it like vocals <laughs> or not, <laughs> and I am finally done with Monday. I'm so sorry,
3: all right, all right, well, we'll bring it here to mancheca um <laughs> the 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 thing about Monday though, before I start Tuesday is didn't Luke appear on Wait Wait, Don't Tell me uh. Well, it, the Saturday before this Monday's solo show. Uh, it was. I the... mean, further <laughs> effing up. You sorry, mean the twentieth
1: anniversary special? Wait, wait, yeah. don't tell me. Yeah,
3: yeah, yes. Hmm. Which I don't know.
1: You thinking there could be some new listeners know. who tuned into that Monday solo <laughs> show?
3: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Tuesday twenty seven sixty. Papa's salty seafood machine. Luke is sick. He's in bed with Rudy who uh, it's a treat for Rudy to get up in the bed and Luke's allowing it because he's sick. I think I think all dogs should be allowed in bed. Come on. Come on. If they fit, let them in. Um Andrew made a friend on the plane um and talked the whole time back from Cleveland or Dallas, I guess, because he had a connection with this uh, friend. I don't know if they exchanged numbers, but uh, it was a female person, and they talked the whole time. <laughs> a female then, person, huh? <laughs> wait a minute. A, fe-
0: a person of, of femaleness. Cleveland to Dallas uh, to Seattle?
3: Yeah, yeah. He ended up connecting in Dallas, which uh, the Dallas airport, um, I think I've said this before, is, is where... TV stations go to get stock footage of uh, obesity <laughs> from like the waist down. <laughs> it's also the American Airlines yes. hub, which is I think why Probably he ended up going is, through yeah.
0: Dallas. He didn't. It um, wasn't one of the. One of the. It wasn't Love Field. He didn't go through. Like it wasn't a terrible Southwest situation.
2: Love Field is a great airport. Shut up. It's really nice. <laughs>
3: Um, I think the first time I flew down to, to, uh, see Emily, uh, I had a connection in Dallas and I was just, I was overhearing people and just observing everything. And, and I ended up doing like a, a Dallas lady impression when I was on the phone with her. And I was like, Oh, I thought you knew Dallas. That's an American hub. And, uh, and Emily is very, she, she not anti Dallas, but um but she has a strong bias against dallasness and i i keep telling her she has to meet your parents hillary because they are the they are quintessential yet lovable dallas they're very very
2: dallas and dallas doesn't really have a southern accent it's like a it's like hey y'all what's going on like it's a southern (laughs) but with like a um with like a valley girl in like mixed in there Uh uh-huh let's let's go go to neiman's y'all i'm so excited that's that's dallas (laughs) it's really (laughs) it's
3: really distinctive and uh yeah, I was, when we were at dinner last night, I was telling Emily, like, I'm, the the reason I'm most sorry that you missed Hillary's party <laughs> because is because you missed meeting her parents.
2: Oh, Kathleen and
3: Michael. Um, uh, Megan Coughlin is named as a dazzling donor. And I think every time we can mention Megan um, on this show or Pokey Jones, it's a <laughs> we must do it. Uh, the top story, the pooping principal from, I think it was New Jersey, he got a pretty light sentence, and uh, Luke talks for a long, long time about runner's diarrhea. Uh, he doesn't buy it as a thing. I mean, of course, yes, of course, it's a thing, but he's saying that like if you have it, then you need to... Have a different routine, you know, like where, you know, how take a route where you can jump into a bathroom where where you think you're going to need it. But to me, it's like if you have this problem, get yourself a treadmill, the, just station it right by your bathroom, and then you don't have to poop on a football field. So
0: just a treadmill and That's a toilet.
1: My- you, I'm so glad you swapped episodes with me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to
0: listen to you talk like, about
1: runner's diarrhea.
3: It was like 25 minutes. It was insane. Um, they they didn't... Uh, this I think this is the Halloween show. Was Tuesday night Halloween? Or no, Wednesday was. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, then... I don't know why I wrote no Mike Bowes story replay, but I, I guess they they must have been like saying what was going to happen on Wednesday and didn't include that. And somebody on the Stens page was like, oh, why didn't they play the story? I'm like, well, we can just link you to 700 other episodes where
1: right. the Some, story
3: was played.
1: Somebody on the Stens page says, oh, they've never replayed it from the first time. And I'm like, are you mental? <laughs>
3: Yeah, it was it was kind of a relief. Um then there then there's a, a long discussion about um there Monday Night Football has a new crew this year. Uh Mike Tessator, uh the 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 Don't care. Jason
0: Witten. Don't care. Isn't that the guy yes, from yes. Dallas? Yes, Jason Witten. Bobby.
3: And then they have a sideline reporter, uh Booger McFarland.
4: <laughs>
3: uh He's a giant former defensive lineman. And he, they have a, um, a cart uh, that runs up and down the sidelines. And he just moves along the line of scrimmage. Um, and somebody from the stands was caught on microphone saying, get that shit out of the way, booger, or whatever, you know, because it's blocking their view. You know, they paid for tickets and it's blocking their view. It really is just like kind of a glorified version of what already exists at every televised football game, which is the camera that moves up and down. the, It's just his is a little wider because he's a big guy and he's got a screen and there's a little screen behind well, it's him. it's like they whatever. put a whole
0: little tiny anchor desk up there for the crane shot. Yeah.
1: Football is yeah. ridiculous, and I actually... <laughs> you guys.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you think is ridiculous actually... about a man named Booger doing flying commentary up and down the field.
3: <laughs> I'm going to defend it. I like it. I, I like the new do. crew. I like I like Booger. I like what he brings. Um, I don't
2: like the way though that ESPN like, f- like films it. There's something that feels very like arena football every time I watch an ESPN yeah, uh, Monday it's a little night game. Yeah, I don't know. There's something, mm-hmm. and maybe it'll be better with the new crew. But I don't. Whatever. When I caught a little bit of uh, the Monday night game, I was like, ooh, I don't. There's something about it's like garish or something. I don't know what it is.
0: I don't know why they insist on lighting up the strike zone. Oh wait, <laughs> wrong ESPN sports coverage. Uh, no, I, I just don't like Jason Witten that much. It's like they saw what Tony Romo yeah. did for CBS and they thought we got to get on, get on this Dallas retired action,
3: get the next retired cowboy. It's just, yeah,
0: he's sure. fine, but it's not that good.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm lukewarm on, on, uh, on the booth, but uh I'm all in on booger um and speaking of booger, uh, I think it m- might have been Tuesday in the l r b chat or the larger chat where Hillary, you brought something to our attention. There's a guy <laughs> who happens to be a fraternity brother of mine from you know who's much younger and from from Indiana uh who purposefully calls himself Spud Dick. Could you give us a little b g on this fellow? <laughs>
2: Okay, so part of my working life, I have to, amongst other things, I have to, um, like, do some accounting stuff. And we were working with a guy in Indianapolis, and then he said, oh, I split my commissions with this other guy, so you need to add him to the deal. And I was like, all right. So he gave me his name, and it was Jerry, quote, Spud Dick. (laughs) and I, like, I kept thinking who who goes by that I mean first of all your last name is just like an albatross your whole life I mean that it's not it's not good
3: and that Oh so Dick is a, is for real his last Dick name. is
2: for real his last name and I googled him and he was apparently a he played college ball somewhere um but he uh-huh. um his first name is Jerry. From what I've gleaned is that maybe he has a father that's in the business. It's shocking that, it, you know, there's some nepotism in the commercial real estate business um, that his father's named Jerry. So I guess he was nicknamed Spud and it stuck. So his name is Spud Dick. Yeah, because JJ J. J. Dick,
0: Jerry Jr. Dick would have been terrible.
2: Uh, so yeah, I've been living off of this for uh, you know about a week. I I think I talked about it last night at dinner. I was like, "Look, guys, I mean, this poor kid. Actually, I don't feel bad for him. He's probably a millionaire by age twenty eight, so I don't really feel that bad. But sure. he does have a shitty name.
0: All right, <laughs> go delts. Um, uh, oh, let's see. I just found his his uh, college or high school football. Like on-field headshot, and he he looks like a Spud Dick. There's no doubt about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, he looks like uh, who's the uh, senator from Kentucky who has the perm? Oh, oh uh, Rand Paul. I never think of that guy. Yeah. yeah, he looks a little Rand
0: Paul. Yeah, to me. he does have a
2: Rand Paul he, essence to him. I was gonna say
0: he definitely doesn't <laughs> look like Mitch McConnell.
3: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand my next line of notes, so you guys are gonna understand even less. Monitor on board with six second delay. Uh this next one kinda makes a little bit of sense maybe to Bobby. Plexiglass Bill's new marital aid tradition. Um
1: Oh yeah, Bobby. Well it Makes sense to you, huh?
3: The Bills the Bills famously um throw <laughs> throw uh yeah. dildos on the fish.
0: <laughs> well, it didn't start out as famous, but in the last couple of years, just for Tom Brady,
3: <laughs> that's fantastic.
0: And I believe it's such a futile gesture. It's such a it,
3: it's it's like an Animal House toga party of, of it's so great. I
0: believe there were a few. We're,
3: we're utterly powerless in every other way, but we're going to throw dildos at you.
0: There were a few at the last game, as far as I could tell.
3: That's that's fantastic. Uh that's probably why they talked about it on uh on Tuesday because of that. Um Luke likes watching games at home rather than going and that's really understandable. Uh especially, especially because most of his experiences have been in the kingdom which was just an awful place to watch any sporting event. Um the the in if they were talking about like oh I sat I sat on the sideline at the 50-yard line or whatever no, sitting on the sitting down low is the worst place you can sit actually at a football game because football players are large and they're hard to see over especially if you're seated and you just don't see anything and if you were actually up standing on the sideline along with the players you would realize that this this game is so violent that you don't ever even want to play or even see it again (laughs) so uh, and this is coming from a football fan but uh having having stood on the sidelines for some college and pro games it's just it's uh it's not fun it's uh it's violent and terrible Uh, The no point conversion. The offensive line is. We're just at the no point conversion.
2: Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, we're.
3: The lead up was. We've already. (laughs) Okay. We've already talked about Bill's marital aids and uh, Booger McFarland, and we're just now getting the no point conversion.
0: Well, you know when you get these two sports bros back in the same room together, obviously this is what's going to happen.
3: Um, the, the, the offensive line has improved since, uh, their, their, their offensive line coach, um, moved to Oakland. Luke doesn't understand pass blocking. Uh, we did get a throw your phone about this. Is this on the list here? Um, yes. From Noah. This is for Mike. Luke just realized that pass blocking is different than run blocking. Can he please go back to talking about nickel versus dime? At least that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, Noah. It was pretty awful to listen to. Just I mean as a just a basic when you're run blocking you drive forward. When you're pass blocking, you're defending a spot behind you and either to the left, right, or directly behind you. Uh when you're run blocking you you you're moving forward to some and, and creating some space for a running back. That is I guess that's just in two sentences. That Luke doesn't understand. Um, that's it. So that was for you, Noah. The Browns fired Hugh Jackman and Jackie Haley, uh, which they were never suited to coach a football team. Anyway, they probably would have won more games, I think, with Hugh Jackman and Jackie
1: Haley. Jackie Earl Haley? Didn't they could.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, so I they mean, had two he, actors he a, coaching. Well, Jackie Jackie Haley had a background at least in sports as as he was a star of the Bad News Bears.
4: <laughs>
3: <clears throat> but they couldn't have done worse. They couldn't have done worse. Luke predicts because he says that when coaches get fired the team always goes on a winning streak. He predicts five straight wins for the Browns.
1: Okay. okay.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I I I feel like I'm just about to watch and I know I'm just about to watch the Browns lose really badly today, so that will that prediction will go out the window. the um, The defensive coach, who was suspended for a year because he put out bounties on players when he was in New Orleans, has been elevated to head coach. What could go wrong with that? <laughs> uh, and then there was a lot of talk about a uh, a play by the the Seahawks punter, um, Dixon. His last name is Dixon, and he supposedly said that he had big balls for making the play that he made, but it, it well, he didn't really say that. Someone kind of put it in his mouth. I didn't just say that someone put big <laughs> balls in his mouth, but. Uh, then the talk of Brown Steelers' free kick, in which no one seemed to know the rules on special teams which happens a lot more than you would think. Special there's a lot of weird rules on special teams and a lot of times the guys that are play special teams aren't the the cream of the crop so they don't always know the rules. Luke realizes that he hates New England to a harmful degree. It makes him like it makes him like upset and I get oh, that. God. I get, get that. I'm it. sorry, Be Hillary. Be better.
2: Be better football I'm, teams. I'm sorry.
3: It's just visceral. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I just want him to, I just want to, I don't know. When when they're playing this, if they're ever playing the Steelers, I'm just hoping for the blimp to just burst into flames and fall right on him. <laughs> okay, floor. so this
2: is what I'm going to say. I understand that people hate the Patriots. Fine, whatever. Get over yourselves, but it's fine. But I remember my mother said this about Brett Favre when I was like, oh, won't he go away? Like, I was so annoyed with him because he just kept hanging around. Mm-hmm. And she said.
0: He did let it hang out.
2: Like He did. But also she said it's kind of like, hello, sort of nice that somebody who's a little bit older is still decent. And it's like, oh, like, he's kind of my age or closer to my age. And he's like, still actually, mm-hmm. you know, doing his thing. That's how I feel about Brady. He's a year older than I am. And he's still I, he's not how he was, you know, eight years ago or whatever. He's not how he was in 2007. But he's still fucking good. And he's still a lot better than, you know, Take your pick. Most of the freaking quarterbacks in the NFL. So you know what? Suck it, Luke. Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah. Well, Blake Bortles <laughs> have not
3: beat him, but
2: we like we beat Blake Bortles last year, so it's fine.
3: Oh, man. Oh, don't bring up that game. <laughs> um. The 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 thing is when when your team is good, like when the Hawks were good, you know, the, the everyone hates your fan base. It's true. You know, when the Hawks, it was like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan whatever neon green and all that bullshit but you know what to be
2: honest it's a good, most football fans are trash like that's just the way it is like name me a like a, a franchise that you're like they have the best fans there's none they're like philadelphia trash cowboys trash seahawks trash like they're just tr- like it, football fans are trash but it's fun
3: but John you're cool <laughs> <Yes>. um <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh,
3: they, they, go I want to
0: interrupt with a little more sports talk only because I just remembered to log in oh and check the, the fantasy <laughs> and like, let's get through it I just uh, want to know I that, have
1: so much more interesting things to talk about in my days than this you guys but
0: I don't know that my hamburger <laughs> sandwiches are poised to beat Luke's team game of throws this week I'm a 94% favorite, and it's because his running back slot wow. is empty. His flex spot has a bye. <laughs> his kicker has a bye, and his defense has a bye.
3: <laughs> well, I'm going to defend Luke here. He has actually tried this year uh, to to get in and change his lineup. Yahoo is the fucking worst as far as um, once you kind of lose your way, yeah, uh, trying to recover and get back in on a regular basis. I I have a... I have an email um like back from the draft that allows me to get in but if I didn't um it's very difficult every week no matter what device you try to get into it like throws you like into an endless loop of trying to recover passwords to the point where um and please don't hack my bank account uh or all the things that I use this password for now but a large uh, part of my passwords is fuck yahoo <laughs> and for everything in my life all kinds of things fuck yahoo is like the meat of it i mean there are a lot of variables past that but uh i'll defend luke on that i mean he has tried this year and he's given up clearly now Uh i think he beat me while he was still while while it wasn't a ghost ship i'm terrible this year yeah so um so you know, Bobby, you you get a freebie mm-hmm. this week, but I will de- I will defend Luke, and if I can possibly hack his account, I might um, put together a decent lineup for him <laughs> in this like thirty minutes we'll have before we before the game start, um, and he'll thank me for it later. Uh, I'll put Ben Roethlisberger back on his team, despite his, him finger banging a girl in the bathroom oh. uh, back in the day. <laughs> um, the last thing from Tuesday. They talked about their 5 a.m. week. They're trying to schedule that up where they get up at 5 a.m. And they're challenging the listeners uh, who can do it to get up at 5 a.m. and see how much more productive they are. So, whew, thank God I'm done.
0: Anne, are you still alive? <laughs> oh, what? She killed herself. Oh. She's, she's...
4: I had my eyes closed and my head back on my chair and
1: I was trying to remove myself from my body because that was a horrifying 25 minutes of this show uh, sorry. Wednesday so sorry. number 2761 hockey grandma be tripping I'm gonna have to just motor through all this uh, Luke is out of bed he's feeling better uh, they do an email right away that's Andrew doesn't even bother to mention who it's from, but he said that somebody just asked for an update on Luke's Bitcoin account. As we'll all remember, he started, he put $20 in. It went, or he put $200 in and it gained 20. And then Carrie got wind of it and said, what the fuck are you doing with our money? So he took the original 200 out and just left the 20 in. So now it's up to 42 and he's feeling like he's a pretty good day trader. Um. (laughs) They talk about how they'll eventually we're all just going to switch to cryptocurrency and we won't have dollars or anything anymore. And they talk a little bit about Bitcoin mining. And Andrew asks if maybe utilities should raise electricity rates for the companies that do the Bitcoin mining since they uh, so heavily use the resources of the towns that they're in. And Luke says they should create different rates for commercial and residential electrical use. Uh, Yeah, Luke. They do. It's just that uh, Bitcoin mining is so incredibly energy intensive. They need, I think, a third tier if people are going to be doing that, where the Bitcoin uh, companies pay something more. And for. don't they
3: need to put away money for eventual uh, douche lung?
1: Yes. Uh, that mm-hmm. happens yeah. in Bitcoin mines. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Um, It is Halloween, so they talk about their Halloween plans. Andrew is feeling really happy of himself because, as we all know, the new apartment in the Roosevelt neighborhood of Seattle is in a commercial area. And not only that, the house is set back behind the businesses, and it's a locked gate. So even if he was willing to have any trick-or-treaters, which he's not, they can't get there. So... No trick-or-treaters so for him tonight. Jesus. I know.
4: What a dick. He
1: is. Um uh Luke says that he really likes the trend of mashup costumes that have been going around. Uh, at Genevieve's party, Sean came as Freddy Kroger, i.e., Freddy Krueger and the Kroger grocery stores. <laughs> and they list up a-
3: Serial Killer, the first. <laughs> was that the.
1: From Nightmare and The Elm first Street? one
3: of these bullshit no like just the little cereal boxes hanging off someone who was holding a knife or whatever (laughs) i mean was that the first mashup costume maybe first one i remember
1: I, i don't know um i i won't go into a ton of detail on it but they list a bunch of different mashup uh costumes that luke likes including um saint nick fury And we we did get a a throw your phone from Scott, who says, Fling, listening to the Halloween episode, enjoying the costume mashup talk, until Saint Nick Fury. Red Dead Redemption 2? Seriously? Nick Fury, Howling Commando, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., best part of many Marvel movies, famously played by Samuel L. Jackson and, less successfully, David Hasselhoff. On behalf of all the Throne phones today, arg, thank you and good day. And for all the non-Marvel nerds out there, I say that very affectionately, Scott, uh, Luke says that Nick Fury is a character from Red Dead Redemption 2, that new video game that's burning up the charts, when he is, in fact, a longtime character from the Marvel Avengers universe played by this is like Jackson. sport
3: talk to me it's like blah, yes. blah, blah,
0: blah, i wasn't
1: blah, going to mention blah, blah, it but blah, blah. scott took the time to send in the throw your phone and i think it needs to be yeah i saw
3: that throw your phone and i i looked at it and it might as well have been in japanese <laughs> mm-hmm. like,
4: what the and fuck still i
1: covered it about? in 30 seconds <laughs> um,
3: hey hey Oops. that's hurtful you're being hurtful <laughs>
1: Look, we are an hour and twenty-four minutes in on this show, and I am like, trying to I get to booger Wednesday. I thought booger talk was important. There's more booger talk on the horizon. Don't worry. Oh, good. Awesome. Um, Genevieve made an Andrew dummy while Andrew was out of town. She used his clothes and that's, stuffed that's, them that's, with that's, whatever. That's
3: repetitive. That's that's uh, redundant. <laughs>
1: Just so that he would be at the party, and she put a horse head on it, so I don't know if it was supposed to be BoJack oh my Horseman God. or something. <laughs> the cute thing about this is that Theodore Murray climbed up on it and <laughs> snuggled on the Andrew oh. Dummy for the whole time it oh. was there. Oh, <laughs> I'm dying. That's so great. Also shows that Theo, not that bright either.
3: Not, not the brightest.
1: <laughs> nope. Luke isn't doing anything for Halloween. I mean, it was really pretty much a disaster. Last year they had that one yeah. trick-or-treater and it was a ten who like drove all the way over there and Carrie was went to, so sad. <laughs> Carrie went to all that effort to do all the decorating and she's down in Seattle working, so he's not even gonna bother. He's like, God, if I have to do the work, not interested in decorating. So that's how at least will answer the
3: up. fucking door if someone fucking knocks or rings.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry,
3: I'm. So- I- I'll never not be mad about that. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, they come back in from I the I kept break. my
3: fucking legs on <laughs> for two trick or treaters.
1: I had none. And I was I wore a bra all night and I got no <laughs> Oh, bra and legs! Wow. Uh, they come back in from the break with werewolf bar mitzvah, and this moves Luke to what talk about uh, how Tracy wait, Morgan. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What is that? What that's werewolf from Thirty Rock, um... isn't it? Oh, that's what. Yeah, it's
3: Thirty Rock. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I saw that.
1: Oh. Well, it was the... the... I'm not a
3: completist on 30 Rocks. No, I'm not either,
1: but they play that a lot. But it was a Tracy Jordan song on... 30 Rock. And so Luke, that rings a little bit of a bell. Luke says that Tracy Morgan was just terrible and comedians in cars getting coffee. And he's starting to wonder if Tracy is in on the joke or not. When you see him on 30 Rock or whatever, is he deliberately acting or is that just the person that he is? And the writers are taking advantage of him. Um, I have never actually cared for him very much. I don't think that Brian fellows was very funny to tell you the truth. Um and he Genevieve also almost him.
2: died. So like I feel like anything That's post true. that it's kind of like, I don't know, you know, is he in his right mind?
1: Who knows? Right. Right. I always I don't know, I never thought he was that funny. But Genevieve saw him, he came uh not to her college, but I think a college in the area when she was there and so she went to see him and she said he was just terrible. Uh, And this brings Luke to think about how he wishes that back on the radio days of TBTL, maybe they hadn't quite, they they shouldn't have played so much of the, hey, look at this crazy person audio, the funny stuff that's going around with the, I don't know, person who's just, frankly, mentally ill. Um, Because he's at the point where he thinks that probably wasn't kind because the joke was on that person. So I thought that was a positive development. Uh, top story is the WeWork company, which is the one of those places that does collaborative and shared workspaces for tech entrepreneurs. Your idea is just about to take off, but you need some office space, but not an entire building so you can rent space in these like co-working places um, uh, in order to attract just the best tech bros. Uh, WeWork has free beer on tap all day and mandatory happy hours that people have to attend. The story is about a woman who reported... It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. This lady, she reported being sexually assaulted twice. Not that she reported it twice. She was sexually assaulted twice and reported it both times. Um, And both the men say, I don't know. I was too drunk. I don't remember what happened. And Luke and Andrew's response to... um, sexual assault in a beer-fueled workplace is man aren't mandatory happy hours terrible god and answer her phone
3: if it's just beer yeah that's that that's terrible
1: <laughs> so now the can somebody the,
3: come off a couple dollars for some uh, some vodka or <laughs> a little gin
1: so jesus so WeWork is changing the rules. They're limiting beer to four per day per person. You have to use your key card to access the tap. And um, see, that's that's so unsatisfying
3: though because <laughs> you can't even get drunk on four beers a day. Well, so what use is
1: it? And and I don't remember if this is Luke or Andrew's point. Um, probably both of theirs is if if you can't get through your work day with four beers or less, you you got a problem if you need unlimited <laughs> beer to, to do th- your thing in in your space maybe and you eat. should work from home <laughs> well th- this comes into it do people really actually need to be drinking beer at work at all um and andrew no. says because no. he works from home it would be really easy for him to blur the line and no nobody's gonna know he says that sometimes he'll like get a beer or whatever when he's writing the newsletter, like late on a Thursday evening, but he just feels, sure. it feels weird and wrong to be uh, drinking something alcoholic during the workday. So he's got some, I mean, that's a good idea. The days of the three martini lunches are are over permanently, I guess, unless you're, you work on Wall Street or are a, a great Graham Parker row. song,
3: by the way, three martini lunch. <laughs> would recommend that that's my music for your weekend right
0: there oh good
1: thanks let me uh, this
3: serve is my, my own
0: i i just am when's the last time you drank at work
1: diet coke <laughs> i mean <laughs> i've had a beverage
3: <laughs> if i were at ann's work i would bring milk every monday to have with whatever delicious, delicious that's not the worst idea
1: your... uh my own no. personal p.s to this story is that after talking about how happy hours are terrible and uh, how much beer should be okay to w- drink in the at the workplace, they never go back to actually talk about the story itself where this woman who reported being sexual assaulted and then she followed up and said, hey, are you guys going to do anything about it? She was shortly thereafter fired yeah. because of, quote, Performance issues, unquote, even though she had nobody had ever given her a bad review or said that there were any performance issue problems or put her on a performance plan. And the guy who owns it's like getting
3: a brain tumor, you just get fired.
1: Yep. The guy who owns WeWork sent out like a company wide email who's like, I realize this is very upsetting for everyone, but you know, we had complaints about her performance all the time. So.
2: And you would be surprised at how much uh we work i mean being in the commercial real estate biz, we work and all of the iterations I mean, there's so many that is like the biggest business booming they they lease a lot of office space that is the like next steps because people don't want to commit to long term office leases, so they want to like you know just kind of be lease the space for just like a short amount of time with all the amenities and they take up a lot of space like whole buildings in in downtown Austin. Um so it's continuing, it's a trend, but ugh, yep.
1: gross. And they they figure they're on their way up to something bigger and better, so mm. why mm-hmm. yeah, sink that money. Uh, By
3: performance we meant not sucking our hogs.
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> God. <laughs> gross. All right. Uh here's the part it's of It's gross the show. because it's true. Yes, here's the part of the show where I got mad. They go into a tangent about The Good Place because (laughs) Luke is caught up. And so now he wants to talk about it some more. He wants to talk about who is the funniest character. Uh, He thinks that it's, quote, the Blake Bortles fan. (laughs) He can't even remember the character name of Jason for a while. Then he says he does not like Cheaty because he feels that the character is too labored. And I'm like, "Well, Burbank, you can eat my farts <laughs> because now I hate That's you a joke. <sighs> I adore Cheaty, and you can suck it uh, and then he spoils the season one plot twist, you know the one I mean fifty times. Oh, no. no, and the thing that would he, just no. casually talks about it.
2: The thing that annoys me is I know he'd be like, Well, it's been out for, but he just watched it, so like he exactly." It- it's like you just caught up on this, and probably inspired some other people to watch it who maybe aren't like can't devote hours of their time to watch it.
3: Ugh. I know this is a forever. This, this is a forever spoiler. The, yep. Yeah. No one should ever. I mean, the writers kept it. Yeah. The, the 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 creator kept it. Only Ted Danson and Kristen Bell were in on it. So don't. Just don't. Who are you to give this away? Yep. Who am I to give that away? Yep. Fuck that. This is terrible. I would have gotten so mad and listen. Uh, to this, Yeah.
2: Thank you. <laughs> thank you for yeah. taking that bullet. Also, I think Jan- <laughs> I think Janet's the funniest character. She's my favorite.
3: Oh, she's, she's great.
4: Movie. She's so
1: good. She's so good. She's so good. Um,
3: I do like John Yu, though. John <laughs> Yu, just the way he... <laughs> up front with uh, the monk thing i mean you just buy it you know you're just like oh yeah this poor poor tahini uh, uh <laughs> Tahani, <laughs> right <laughs> well
2: and Tahani's great Tahani's well. great though too she's i think she's she grew real, on me yeah, i hated her
1: for the first four episodes <laughs> well you're
0: supposed to that was yeah. our
1: first acting exactly. gig it's it was amazing. her first audition that she ever went on. And She's so pretty. She's Someone so Someone just beautiful. heard her
3: voice on the radio and was just like, oh, yeah, we got to get her in for Tahini. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so after he made me mad by not acknowledging the I'm mad now. fabulousness of I- Cheety. Oh. I know. Uh, he wants to go on and talk about... Uh, quote the Blake Bortles fan, and he he's thinking about how does Blake Bortles himself feel about being the butt of this joke? Uh, you know, the kind of mediocre quarterback that the writers knew they could use to make a joke about how funny it is to root for somebody who's not that great of a player. And Andrew very correctly says. That's not who the joke is on. The joke is about the kind of person who's mindlessly loyal to a football team, regardless mm. of who's on it. And Luke's like, "No, no, 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 no. I mean, on the surface, that's what it's about. That's what most people will get from the joke. But it was really written for someone like me who understands football, who knows about how mediocre Blake Bortles oh, is. God, oh and I'm like." <laughs> You can just go die right now because you are 100% wrong when they talk about that. When you listen to the Good Place podcast, Joe Mandy explains exactly where that all came from. The joke is not on Blake Bortles. They wanted to use Jacksonville. I mean, peace and love, Lauren. Because they said it was, when they went there, it's weird because it's like a huge sprawling city with a big footprint, but it's also sort of empty, and the vibe is kind of weird going on there. And then they said, and frankly, Bortles is just kind of a funny name. It is. It's so, hilarious. Yep. That's yeah. why they did it. <laughs> um But Luke's pretty sure that he's right. So... There's that He really does Jacksonville's the... a great place to steal a van, if you need a van. <laughs> But uh, but they even just um, Manny Jacinto Who plays the Blake Bortles fan And Joe Mandy, the writer Just went to a Jaguars game The team invited them to go down there And be on the <laughs> sidelines and everything So there's no hard feelings From all of that
3: there were a lot of Bills fans carrying dildos around the city,
1: <laughs> from what I understand. Uh, the, the show ends on a much brighter note. We get a voicemail from Stu, um, who says, wait, I got to pull this extra thing up here that I wrote. Who says, I hope it made
3: sense, because the last one from Stu, just, it was like...
1: Oh, no, it's good. Uh, he starts bizarro. it by saying, hi, Luke. Hi, Clam Drew, which made me laugh, because that's a good nickname. <laughs> Uh, He says that that he wants to clarify something for new listeners to the show that Andrew hates Halloween because it has the word trick in it. And as we all know, Andrew is not into pranks. And he's come up with a handy mnemonic to help new listeners remember which holidays are okay for Andrew. And I wrote this down. If your day is pranky and rude, Andrew has no time for you, dude. But if your day is kind and true, Andrew says, I celebrate you. (laughs) So that's from Stu. (laughs) So weird. And that is where we leave Wednesday, the best place to leave it. Uh, Let's roll into Thursday, number 2762, Country Gentleman and the Howling Crowd. Uh, for people with eagle eyes and who paid attention to the corn varietals they talked about at the end of the show, yes, it was howling mob, not howling crowd. Andrew wrote that down wrong. Andrew is in the big boy chair because Luke is out sick. I guess he had a resurgence of whatever it is. And so Hannabrix Olson is into. Play second fiddle today. She's wonderful as she always is and brings that dynamic energy to the show. It's, it's weird. It's not
3: TBTL. It's no. HBO.
1: <laughs>
2: Thank you. It's, it's weird that it works really well when there's a woman, you know, also being yeah. a co host. Mm. It's odd how it changes the nap and makes it more exciting. Eh. Strange. Fluke.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's got to be one woman who's decent on the radio, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I I forget how they get into talking about Katie Nola parking, oh, parking. Andrew loves the Safeway's underground parking lot because when he rides the elevator up to the store, he feels like Batman <laughs> coming up from the Batcave. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and simple uh, pleasures. Yep. In LA, he did not like the underground parking garages because he was really scared of earthquakes, <laughs> even though they're probably more at risk for an earthquake in Seattle. And Los Angeles has all the improved earthquake... Retrofitting. I do protections? Retrofitting. On all their architecture. So he would probably be safer in LA during an earthquake than in Seattle. But, you know, that's not rational. Uh, they talk about... I forget... The story had something to do about how he, could, he was going in quickly, so he didn't park in the underground place. He parked in the surface lot, and he had to go in a different door. And so he was all discombobulated from going into the store from a different angle. And Hannah says that going to a new location of your preferred grocery store is like being in the upside down because everything is just off, which is well, true. The,
3: there's a, a chain of grocery stores here Called Randall's, Boo. and they they were purchased at some point by Safeway, uh, or whoever the parent company of Safeway is. And it's it's like being in a, I don't know, like an undead Safeway. It's so weird. No matter when you go, there's nobody there, yep. and the employees are weird as fuck. <laughs> so true.
2: <laughs> it's so true.
3: Oh man, hey, Randall sucks. I never thought I would be, I never thought I would be like a raging H E B fan. But when you go to a Randall's, you are like, oh, <laughs> give me the H E B. Eleven times out of ten, so fucking weird those places. And 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 it's the closest grocery store to us, so I end up there every once in a while. But uh, it's not it's not anywhere that I want to be. And Emily told me this before I even set foot in it. And I went there and I was like, oh. It's a Safeway, but just weirder.
2: <laughs> so true, and more expensive.
3: Yeah, it's crazy expensive if you don't have the card. And I, I give them my Safeway card, and and they they look at it like, oh, you know the truth, you know.
1: <laughs> well, Hannah's this is-
3: bag of groceries would have cost you sixty five dollars, but now it's twelve <laughs> because you have the, the secret card.
1: Hannah is right about going into a, a different grocery store than you normally go in even though it's your particular flavor if i go into a different cub mm-hmm. foods and i'm like i know they have tahini because <laughs> the other one has tahini <laughs> but fuck if i can find it in here no um you might so, have
3: to ask one of these really weird people that work <laughs> there
1: and they'll be like what's that i don't know try asian aisle um So a friend of the show, Phyllis, dropped off what she calls a sleeve of Tab. (laughs) She refers to it as a sleeve in our chat, too, for Andrew to try, since they talked about wanting to taste test Tab. Uh, And they do. They say that it's sweeter than Diet Coke. And Hannah says it has an allspice flavor. And it's kind of flat. Somebody else. Did Phyllis say it was flat? I forget. But I feel like I heard that before. So uh, they drink their Tab. For the show, so maybe that can now, now, die. No,
3: flat is bad because you like the burn, right? Yes, the, the, burn, the burn is there. Yeah. okay. That's ah,
1: the important part. Okay. The most important.
3: I'm learning. I'm learning.
0: <laughs> it's and just if you take caramel. A really big,
1: yeah, if you take a really big swig, like right when you open the can or let's be real, bottle, uh, and then it almost burns too much for a minute, and you're like, ah, <laughs> ah, ah. <Exactly. laughs> It's like
2: getting that's into really a really sexual. hot shower. <laughs> it's like getting into a really hot shower where you're like, oh, it's too hot. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, actually, this feels like amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: that's the business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, They talk about, obviously, their new podcast partnership, Spotless, for a while, which I won't go into detail on. Um, Andrew brings up the column hints from Heloise, that cleaning column. Uh, that must be like 80 years old because nobody's named Heloise anymore. It's got to uh, And he back. says that they actually, they have terrible cleaning advice in it. So they just, on the fly, look up the most recent hints from Heloise column. And the question is, what do you do when your partner refuses to eat leftovers? Mike, does Emily refuse to eat leftovers? Is it just some of them? Uh, No,
3: if I prepare them. I mean, if I fix them up right him up for her
1: um hannah's partner keith is that his name i think uh he hates leftovers so she says she has to repurpose them by adding a lot of cheese and sour cream and andrew's like that's (laughs) (laughs) that's solid advice (laughs) that's andrew's nightmare yep they talk about yeah
3: it's terrible for andrew but for the rest of the world it's like yeah hell yeah (laughs) that
1: works
3: (laughs) you're not ruining it by adding more cheese
1: Um, They get into the topic of food and gender roles um, because Hannah mentioned that she does pretty much all the cooking because Keith um, is like super precise and it takes him a long time to cook and she's more of a just throw everything together kind of person and Mm -hmm. she says if it takes more than 20 minutes, she's not into it. So as a result, she ends up doing most of the cooking for them and uh, Andrew says that he and Genevieve kind of, are are really wary of falling into like these traps of gender roles where the woman does the cooking and the cleaning or whatever in the relationship. And so they push back and maybe even push back too hard on the gender role thing. So uh, yeah, I don't think Genevieve does much cooking at all. And we know Andrew makes a lot of stock <laughs> and beyond that. I don't know. Um, but Andrew says something really interesting. I think he does okay. Yeah. I think he cooks a little bit. I mean, he's no Burbank. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he Ah, could probably find his way around a blue apron if he needed to. But he does say mm-hmm. that he wishes that when he was a kid, his mom had t- taught him any cooking skills, but because he was a boy, she just didn't. And that put him at a real disadvantage when he got into his own place. He says when, when he was out of college was the first time he ever actually tried to cook anything. And he just had absolutely no basis for knowing how to do anything. That's uh, that's really well, interesting.
3: A- Emily and I were talking about this, I think yesterday or the day before um, how, I mean, high schools aren't equipped to do this anymore, but just, just to teach high school students, A, how to handle like doing banking yeah. mm-hmm. and then B, teach them a few basic cooking skills, um, that would have gone a long way in helping everyone out for life. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they, they Barely did it back then because I wasn't required to take home ec. And the only reason I knew about uh, doing any banking is because I took a a business law class in high school, which was an elective. But those things, those two things, would really help a brother out. Yep. And a sister out for his or her whole life. Just teach him just some basic fucking things. But... You know, we're hung up on, um, and uh, I'm getting mad again, just like I was at Luke about the t- t- cheaty thing and all <laughs> that spoiler <laughs> bullshit.
1: Um, no, you're right. I I forget sometimes, since I do have an aptitude for numbers, that not everybody does, and that sort of basic finance would be really helpful to a lot of people in this country. Would not help the lottery programs, but there are trade-offs.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, just legalize I, weed and get rid of the lottery. <laughs> Come on,
1: guys. And then Hannah says something interesting at the end of this conversation: is that a lot of times parents leave children out of critical decision making, so they don't learn. So they don't talk to the kids about budget or, you know, upkeep or chores or anything until so the kids get out on their own and they don't they don't know how to do it. I would say, yeah, I had no power in my own household and no no agency, and I was not allowed in on the process of living life, and so I had to learn all of that stuff for myself. Yep. Uh, Top story is from Wired about stone skipping. I love you guys, but this was kind of a loser story. A guy named, it wasn't Kurt Viner, I think it was Kurt Steiner because I made note of that because Stein is German for stone. Kurt can skip a stone 88 times. He's the current record holder. He travels the world to find the physically best shaped stones for skipping. I assume oh, man, Kurt I has a job that. of some sort. But I don't know.
3: I didn't travel the world, but I, I traveled Lopez Island. Oh, uh, I bet you did. Yeah, but skipping,
4: you were 12.
1: So. Kurt's a grown man. Um, there is a place in Logan, Utah called the Splash Lab. That's there's some I don't know, um, legal name, but everybody calls it the splash lab that's is studying how many skips it is actually physically possible for the human body to make. You know, if you are a major a league, one, if, a <laughs> two. if you're a major league baseball pitcher with like a killer slider, how many How many skips could you get on a stone? And they estimate somewhere between 300 and 350 are physically possible under the right uh, conditions. And Hannah gets very caught up in what conditions they're testing under at this uh, lab in Utah. Because she's like, Utah, Salt Lake, salt changes the buoyancy (laughs) of water. What's going on here? Like she's seeing this conspiracy (laughs) theory that she keeps coming back to. But um, uh, Hannah and Andrew um, reveal that neither one of them can even skip a stone once. So
3: no, that's not true. That's what they they're, both they're said. They're denigrating that. themselves.
1: They, they both said that. So I don't know.
3: If you have the right stone and and some some calm water, an idiot can. Yeah, six-year-old. Uh, okay. An, Bridget can an can unathletic skip a stone. person, <laughs> right? Five uh, times, at least.
1: We get a follow-up on Booger McFarland. I wasn't happy about that, awesome. even without hearing the first story. I was pretty <laughs> sure I didn't need to know any more about Booger Farland, McFarland.
3: Uh, no, um, let's go. Let's give, give us the business on Booger. Uh,
1: Hannah gets mad about all the gimmicks on um, football broadcasts on ESPN or whatever. Not a she gimmick. said, football doesn't need a gimmick because football is the gimmick. <laughs> Um, Not
3: a gimmick. <laughs> I can't eat. It's, it's like, Not a human.
1: It's like she says how <laughs> bars don't need to add games like pool and darts because drinking is the gimmick for a bar. But uh, no. listener Brett wrote in and said that the guys really um, missed the point about the Booger McFarlane story. They bury the lead on that one is that Booger got upset about Odell Beckham Jr., going to the locker room to take a bathroom break during the game. And he said that when he was playing, he just, and he had to relieve himself. He just sat down on the bench on the field, did his business and got up and went back to the game. He just peed his pants right there on the sideline and then got on with it. And Hannah's like, yeah, there's a story about every year that comes out about how football players pee their pants because it's just too cumbersome to take off all the gear and go back and do the thing. He
3: never he, he never got that specific, but here's the thing, if you you might they might just pee their pants and that, you know, that's gross and whatever, but if someone really has to do some serious business on the field, usually there's some sort of bucket involved and the and the teammates <laughs> will surround the person yes. so that people don't have, you know, so, I mean, well, there is some decorum involved in the, the number two business. Uh, of it.
1: That, that comes um, uh, next when Andrew finds an article about different ways to do that. If you like, okay, let's let's a BuzzFeed article or whatever about ranking all the different ways to pee in public on the football field. Yeah. Get your teammates to screen you with a towel, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hannah reveals that one time she had to pee behind a building because she was so desperate. And back in the days when she used to do canvassing out in the country, like out by Corvallis, maybe she said, yeah. it was so rural. There just wasn't anywhere to go to the bathroom. So you do. Well, what that's Oregon.
3: I, I encourage shitting or pissing all <laughs> over whatever you need
4: to.
1: Uh, yeah. And they talk about, you know, having to use the bathroom during work and having to have accommodations because it is a law that you are allowed a bathroom break during your work time. So you should make sure that you get that. They do billions of blurs days. I mean, I don't oh, know if it was actually thank billions, you. but I you know it and, like it.
3: And I took, I took the Tuesday bullet for you because of the no point <laughs> conversion. Yeah. Thank you for taking Thursday because having to listen to blurs days is fucking torture.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of them. And I got the feeling that it wasn't all of them. Andrew was like, that's good for today. And they had skipped right. Blursdays Days last week for, because they were on tape, because yeah, they were doing yeah. the pet things. So it was at least two mm-hmm. weeks worth of Blursdays. Days. Uh, they read an email from Jamie, who is working on her PhD in corn of some sort. She's a corn researcher. Um, regarding the discussion they had about vegetables last week and how Andrew used to eat raw corn off the cob. And she said everybody should do that because it's great. And Andrew had talked about how the raw corn on the cob was almost too sweet. It seemed really sweet to him. And she said, yes, uh, raw corn definitely is sweeter. And the real commercial GMO bred corn is very much bred to be sweeter. So you should search for heirloom corn including the two varietals mentioned in the the title of the show the country gentleman and the howling mob if you want to find uh raw corn on the cob that is somewhat less sweet and hannah is so into this i can't even describe how much she loves uh jamie the corn researcher I don't know. hey
3: someone uh on the Stens page posted a picture of an ear of corn with a tiny like corn deck the baby ear Uh growing out of it and uh um i i I couldn't even linger on it i couldn't click on it i didn't even like expand it scroll down anything because it was so disturbing (laughs) because it just looked like something (laughs) with a something attached to it did did y'all see that picture
1: no
0: yes the, uh, now, uh, the rabbit of corners. Uh,
3: it was highly sexual. I mean this would be something I would throw at Tom Brady, is is oh, what I'm saying.
4: Alright. Uh, with
3: a with a little twist, you know, a little 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 tickle on the backside. So,
1: and if this show it had was, ended uh, it was, a- if this show had ended at this point with uh, heirloom corn varietals, I would have been perfectly happy. But instead, <clears throat> they ended the show talking about, do you clean your toilet plunger after you use it? And people who don't and what they do to clean it and how uh, was that Hannah cleans it in the sink. And Andrew got extremely mm. grossed out. And there are plungers that look like the poop emoji. There are. I was like, there my are. my
3: I, advice, f- flush again and swirl it around while you flush.
1: Uh, yeah, they that's mentioned That's a bare that. minimum. They, they mentioned that, but I was like, yep, I I mean, I can't get away from the poop talk no matter how hard <laughs> I try. No. On nope, the show.
3: Nope. Okay, Thank that's you enough. for doing Thursday, though. You're welcome. And we we appreciate your service.
2: And we salute you. Um, Okay, I didn't even write down the name for Friday. Hold on, let me find it. Uh, we're gonna run through this one really, really quickly. Welcome to the I know. Club. I just put it I, in. I there. Never... Okay, thank you. Won't somebody think of the children? Okay, we're gonna get through this quickly. Luke is still sick, which I well, Luke's sick because um, I didn't know. Um, Hannah Brooks Solson is there. Right, You missed. All <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> they talk about healthcare options because it's open enrollment, and I also have a company backing me, like Andrew was talking about how he has you know APM or whatever the parent company is. Um, backing him so it's not like you're in the open market but it still sucks and it just is nightmare Mm -hmm. and it just sucks and you don't know if you should choose like if you're a young person should you choose the cheapest one but what if something happens la 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 anyway hannah was talking about how she does have these sort of monthly. i mean she was really honest she goes to a therapist you know she's on medicine she's like at the doctor at least once a month but she's otherwise relatively healthy so it's like what do you choose and it does suck it just sucks Across the board We are in a In a bad way Um And then Somehow they get Talking about Bloody Marys Um Andrew was talking about you know his famous Bloody Marys and he was explaining it to <laughs> Hannah and what made me laugh is he said I use Clamato and she was like oh you do and he's like no it's really good and she was disgusted it is good she was kind of grossed out by it and he said he doesn't like I don't know if he's never tried though like Zing Zang. like it sounds like he's never really tried that which is delicious um so I, he's kind of stuck in like the fifties formulation yeah. of the I mean I'm sure Clamato... Bloody Mary right. That's kind of what it sounds like. I mean, I don't like Mr. and Mrs. T or any of the, like, you know, V8 or whatever, but Zing Zing is awesome. It's really good. Um, And then they talked he talked about how he accidentally ordered um, a $17 one and they were talking about, like, dumb Bloody Marys and, you know, how they come with, like, a hamburger basically in it. And that is really stupid Mm -hmm. and kind of gross. But I just love, Andrew's such, he's so finicky in some ways, but he's such a, thin thrift because he was like I didn't even notice how much it was and it just is I mean I don't know it strikes me as weird you wouldn't notice if a drink was $17 like it just is odd to me I mean whatever do whatever you want with your money but $17 for a drink is ungodly but I
3: well when your girlfriend's picking up the tab you don't worry <laughs>
0: about
2: de- it made me it made me think of. have y'all ever seen the 40 year old virgin uh-huh yeah. Yeah. There's a part where he's like, "Oh, look, it's nine dollar beer night," and now that's actually like at the time that was like a funny line, and now it's like kind of true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like everywhere you go, every drink is nine dollars. Yeah.
3: Well, and and I back back in my day, <clears throat> uh, when we <laughs> took our Stuts Bearcats to to the prom, um, what it
1: was what was it like when, when the you or- Magna Carta was signed, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> when the Normans conquered. When you ordered a
3: pitcher of beer. It was an actual pitcher and now a pitcher is like three beers. You know, like why even bother? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um <laughs>
2: I yeah, we used to pay three fifty for a pitcher of I don't know, like rolling rock or something at the bar. I would steal it from Michael's like change. Sorry, Dad, I would steal it from like his little change place huh. and three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> and I was like twenty years old. Oh the good times. Um. Anyway, uh, they go out, uh, they come back in with a Willie Nelson intro and they talk about Willie, which just reminded me to go vote because he's uh, out there uh, yep. stemming for Beto. So go vote. Uh, Willie's an Austin staple and Hannah Brooks Olson was talking about how she listens to him a lot when she's like cleaning or trying to get something done. And and Andrew was saying he doesn't really listen to him. And it's so it's so weird because he's such a part of like Austinness that I've seen him. Like involuntarily about six times in concert. I mean, I really like him, but it's not like I'm like, oh, let's go see <laughs> Willie. But he's just is there, and it kind of sounds yeah. the same as ubiquitous. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's great. He still sounds great. It's fun to see him. He plays all the hits. Um, you know, he's,
3: his his son is oh, amazing so good. And he wrote uh, Emily plays a lot of Lucas. He Nelson. wrote some
2: songs, and you know, my favorite movie this year. Um. So and a star is born. Um, then they go into talking about voting and how Oprah's been knocking on doors for Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Um, just it was weird because Andrew was like, "Why do you think she's doing that? Like, why do you think she's stumping for her? It seems weird." And I'm like, "Are you fucking and kidding I'm like, me?" Really? And and what? and Hannah was kind of like, "Well, <laughs> what's her motivation <laughs> here? I don't get it." <laughs> Hannah was like, "Well, I mean, I think because she's you know." An African American woman, and like, Uh, and Andrew was like, I guess. Uh, I he was just so like weirdly naive about it. and
3: I have to listen (laughs) to this now. I don't. I can't fucking fathom why he would.
2: Hannah was kinder about it than I. I would have been like, Are you fucking kidding me? But the sad thing is, is like that. If she is elected, she would be the first African American woman governor of a state in the united states ever which is pathetic and that's the the fact that we're still breaking these barriers is awful anyway so i was i was annoyed with his like why why would she be doing that um and then they because
3: that other dude seems nice (laughs) yeah he
2: seems like a great guy yeah disenfranchising you know a whole slew of voters um But then they kind of black people, Hillary. (laughs) Only the black people. (laughs) That's true. I mean, what does it matter? Um, They talk about, um, you know, people. I I think also Will Ferrell has been knocking on doors for her, which is uh, kind of funny. But um, they talk. Andrew was saying he's, I guess, been explaining this, how hard it is to get to his door. I mean, he's been geographically locating the very like latitude and longitude <laughs> of his front door um but he was saying you have to go through a gate and then you have to go upstairs and then, i mean <laughs> exactly where he lives but how they got a knock on the door and uh Genevieve said Andrew it's for you and it was somebody asking for Andrew to you know see if he would they could count on him to vote and um Genevieve um not Genevieve um Hannah was talking about how again how she used to canvass and he was sort of asking you know, what it was like or people rude, nice, whatever. And she said, you know, most people are pretty nice, but that you do get like dicks that'll just slam the door in your face or, or not answer when you can hear them in there. The only thing I would say, I don't think you should ever be rude. And she was saying like, just be gracious. Like, even if you disagree with me, just be gracious, which I fully agree with. The one thing I will say Mm -hmm. with the exception of Halloween, I I stayed at home with Bridget for about 18 months and I sort of learned to never answer my door if I didn't know somebody was coming by. I don't answer my door. Uh, Right now, Mm -hmm. we're currently being stalked by a Nielsen's person. So I'm like, I just don't answer (laughs) the door. (laughs) Because if it's my friend, they'll tell me that they're coming over, you know, or like, or if or if right. I don't answer and it's a neighbor, they'll say like they'll text me because they have my phone number, or they'll leave me a note or something.
3: They'll 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 text you and say slap a bra yeah. <laughs> yeah. on, my wheel.
4: get dressed,
1: come. On. I just i i take my i take my not answering the door policy so seriously that in the previous apartment i lived in i was on the second floor balcony that was right next to the interior the door into the building Mm -hmm. and i could just look out my balcony door just from the very corner and see who was on the stoop without them knowing Mm -hmm. that i was watching and so my doorbell (laughs) rang once and i looked out very carefully it was the cops and i was like "Eh, (laughs) didn't answer yes i'm like there's no reason the cops could want to talk to me so i'm not getting into this
3: (laughs) Get a search warrant, motherfuckers.
4: <laughs>
2: my lawyer has to be here. Uh, yeah, I I just don't. It, there's there's almost nothing good that comes out of it, and it's always some guy that wants to mow the lawn or whatever. It's a slew of solicitations, and I'm just not interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. And even with somebody who is like I I am politically aligned with, I don't want to have a long conversation about it. I'm probably not going to sign your petition. It just mm-hmm. is not like worth my time to answer the door. And I'm like I voted. Eat my farts. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, then they move on to t- talking about dogs, and and Andrew's in love with a dog that's like a Chihuahua style dog, but he
3: generally likes. Is that the one d- surrounded by churros <laughs> and <laughs> they- tied together with a slim jam with unlimited ranch dressing? Is that a Chihuahua style <laughs> dog? No, wait, that's Arizona.
2: Well. So he said that he really generally wants it, likes bigger dogs, and when they, when they do eventually get a dog, they need to compromise because Genevieve likes smaller dogs. So they were thinking about a beagle, which is honestly like the worst option. Damn. I mean, I, beagles are we're, super yeah. cute,
0: but they're barky bad dogs. You can't get what you want, yeah, and I can't get bad. what I want. So let's let's get a dog that's going to annoy the living fuck out of both <laughs> no, of <us>. Jesus, <laughs>
2: right? And and
3: let, let's ruin the whole neighborhood <laughs> with the dog.
2: Hannah said she was like, they really need a job to do. Like that's they, you have to give them a job. Like you can't just have a beagle and let it like hang out of yeah. the house. Like it has to be actively doing something. I'm like, get a golden retriever. They're the laziest. Mm. They're content to
4: campaigning for Ted Cruz <laughs> or something like that. <laughs>
2: Um, and then they end it before Music for Your Weekend that um, an email came in that um, Andrews has asking how quitting smoking is. And it's been a year. And so they were just talking about it was a long time about talking about smoking and how weird it is to smell like that. And also, like, when you go to places where you can smoke inside, it's like sort of shocking to the system. And even as somebody who like yep. loves a cigarette, it is shocking. Where you're like, oh, my God, you can do this here. It's gross and you're, it just embeds into your hair and clothes. And even if you're not smoking, if you're inside, it's pretty nasty. Um, but then they were talking about how like, yeah, probably vaping is, you know, nominally better. But smoking just looks cooler <laughs> in both of them. were and, and Hannah doesn't smoke, but she was like, when you see somebody vaping, it just kind of looks, you know, they look like a tool. But when you see somebody, she was saying somebody holding a beer and smoking at the same time looks cool. Like her grandfather used to do that. Anyway, what? no. I, <laughs> With the same. I've been hand? watching.
1: Uh, yes, which I like. They got the beer in their
2: hand and the cigarette. cigarette in their fingers. Yes, I can't even imagine.
3: I've been watching some older movies and it's just the smoking. It's wild. A lot of times, I'll almost turn a movie off just because there's like, oh, uh, I don't like the way this movie smells. <laughs> <laughs> so bad
2: um all right so then they move on to music for your weekend um hannah chooses cardi b get up 10 um andrew this is a very rap the both of them
3: is that uh is that that cardi b song is that um phyllis's new jam because she's been really pushing something in the chat
1: maybe maybe
3: a cardi b song um, The one where cardi's
1: wearing the lampshade
2: oh yeah, I don't think it's I, that one. I, I think there are two different ones. I think okay. I'm not a Cardi B scholar. I like enjoy her presence, but I don't listen to her music that much. Which I'm sorry, Phyllis. I like. I'm sure I would like it. I just haven't opened my heart up to her just yet.
3: Um, I like Cardi A. I don't know why they replaced her. So. <laughs> She's such a dork.
2: Um, <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Hillary, you're you're a Nicki Minaj <laughs> hey, girl. Hey Bobby,
3: I heard that. I heard <laughs> that. I heard that. Bobby me to it. I'm not gonna forgive that.
2: Um. Yeah, I am a Nicki Minaj girl. No, I have no. I have no. Like, I take no sides. I just enjoy the drama. Um, okay. A- Andrew chooses Chance the Rapper, the song All Night. He's also listening to a bunch of podcasts under duress because he's judging some documentary podcasting, oh, right. and he has to listen to like all of them. So he's going to go on a lot of walks this weekend. Um and I kind of I felt bad cuz I was like I that feels like me right now. Like I'm like listening to this under duress, like get it in Hillary, get it in. <laughs> <laughs> you only had to listen to one show. But it was the Friday one which you is had the whole fucking week off. <laughs> yeah. Um and then listener Emily uh this is I felt like this like when y'all were talking about the Marvel stuff where it was like gibberish the, the she was talking about Dragon and Three and the song is Bad Boy, but it was like a long thing explaining it. And I, it, you know, popular, it's not even popular music, but like hipster music is just, I'm so, I like the song, but the band names and, you know, the stories behind them, mm-hmm. like boggles my mind. But that was the end of Friday and the end of the week.
1: All band names are Oof. terrible. All. That's what I'm coming to. All of them. I believe. If you really stop and think about it, they're all stupid.
2: Maroon Five Mike. doesn't even have five members;
1: they have like eight. Mm-hmm. It's a color and a number, and there you got your band.
0: Mike, I'm sorry that I oofed at your dad joke.
4: <laughs> I called you
0: a dork, so well,
3: you just doubled down by saying dad joke. So, well, but it, congratulations. But it, we're no, we're no longer friends.
0: Shut up we are too you know it you know it's just a joke i would have made if you didn't and that's why i oofed. you beat me to it
3: okay you just made up for
0: it if you're still listening now on a show that there's no way i can cut to under two hours i just can't
1: bobby could you just cut out all that sports talk from tuesday and maybe put it at the end
3: no like an
1: actual no that's where i shine (laughs) that's
3: where
0: That was part of the experience of this week is because we didn't all have the base knowledge we had to do more expounding. So and this is kind of your fault, actually.
3: I like that term I... part of the experience because that always excuses some terrible, terrible stuff.
0: You can uh you can buy things from us at little red bandwagon.com or ten seven ten dot com slash shop. We need to get some tote bags and mugs with just I'm fine. T.M. i think that's that's gonna have to be some new merch uh you can archive for us we are falling woefully behind everyone but Anne is falling woefully behind on archiving reach out to us about that please um listen to some tbtl from the good old days i mentioned an email from jen flash andrews earlier you can well actually i think those are mostly taken but you can still listen to some good good classic tbtl and archive it for us buy things on amazon at little slash amazon we get a little cheddar on the side from amazon for that and earbuds and earworms this week a theme that i suggested uh, <laughs> which will not be titled the way i want it to be because of itunes regulations i'm sure but uh fuck it we'll do it live uh, a whole episode of favorite live tracks
2: nice that's
3: That'd a say. good one um yeah, the, the the three martini lunch live. I'm going to post that um, <laughs> under, the, under the show. It's good. I
0: would title this episode Three Martini Lunch if I hadn't already put the Kama Sutra of Sleeping in as the title. <laughs> <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> All
2: right. Get involved. LittleRedBandWagon.com. ThrowYourPhone.com. Facebook, you know where to find us. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. You can fax Bobby at 617-354-8513. Do the, like, butt ones. Like, like you know, if you have one of the copier things, <laughs> do one of
4: those. <laughs> Big ol' hairy
2: butthole. Uh,
3: <laughs> Maybe some spiders crawling out of
2: it. Oh. oh, and with that, Anne, get us out of here.
1: Until next time, this is the next party.
3: <laughs> Jen, we love you so much more than anything Dana Carvey could have ever fucking released. <laughs>
2: Nailed it! Jesus Christ. Oh Didn't my he? god. <laughs> I feel
1: like such a hypocrite. I know. We're like. We do a. <laughs> Two hour and fifteen minute show after we spend so much time complaining about how long TBTL is. <laughs> it's Sorry. not our fault. We have to cover what they Don't do. I mean
3: what?
4: Oh, yeah, that's the business.